idea with the holy shit with the farty with dance the, farty not that dance farty not that he's recording and he caught that, that oh my god i'm idea. so embarrassed you have proof <laughs> no, no, that you had no, a good idea no, no, and that, i thought it was a that, good idea no, that that <laughs> that he recorded you oh. saying you had a good idea oh what was your good idea no he was oh, saying, i don't have enough time over, for all those it's over over now what do you mean it's over now <laughs> i want to know what did i he did have a good idea. I remember saying that. He oh, was he complimenting you on a good idea. Oh. Well, what was I'm, my idea? Forget it. I'm taking it back. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's no take... Well, actually, this is Geek Shock. There's take back season. Yeah. There's, no, there's almost there's 100%. percent take back, back season. He, you, you can pull out again comments again, in, yeah. uh, in Geek Shock, yes. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this. Show. <laughs> she does. She's just a few episodes behind. There you go. Like so, a few months. So it's a stay of execution. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Whatever. I bet she just rolls her eyes. Well, the second she hears you, she's like, ah, skip. No. Oh. <laughs> well, that goes for me too, so I get it. Didn't she get a, didn't she get a, there's an app. It's called Barry Skip. And when you play audio, it just, Barry's voice comes up and it, ah. and then Barry's like. Do not encourage the technically, technologically inclined of our listeners to build that app. Why not? I don't build know. It. You I, need to build it. Yeah. I, that sounds yeah. like a bargain at $99. Yeah, it does. <laughs> That's the next tier. <laughs> tier, uh, what is it? Six? And it saves you many tiers. So. Tier six. Yeah. Tier six. Tier six. You join tier six. We give you the app. I mean, how does that work? <laughs> the, the, Barry, <laughs> the Barry skip app. I want an app that will selectively skip one or more people in the show. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I feel like hearing a uh, Matt and Kirsten show, you could skip me and Todd and Deb. And Nobody Jeff. wants to hear that. But no. the, the terrible uh, thing is I that do. if you set it for Andy... Then nobody is heard. <laughs> it's just like it's just a series of Andy spilling things. <laughs> oh no! Wait! Oh, ow, no. It'll be the and opening the, theme song, the closing theme song. Thank you for the music. And then the you know because he sits beside me when he's here, so the rage will come out here. <laughs> <laughs> I just want the Andy and Matt show. No, you don't want. Yo, that. yet now I, I do. Don't want that. I want the, like I want the Thunderball. I want the extra, the Geek Shock special. No, dude, you miss. It was so beautiful, so sublime when uh, we were moving that big, giant, fucking desk into Andy's room when he first moved in. That and uh, Matt just walks in and eyeballs the room, and he doesn't think it's gonna fit. And he's like, "No, it's not gonna fit. It's not gonna work." Oh, Andy, god damn it! <laughs> just, just went into level just, ten, huh? Yeah, and he just he just waved his arms, and, and Andy came in. And, no, no, I measured it. It'll. Well, actually, Andy wasn't there yet. That was the thing. <laughs> and then Andy came in and sorted it out. And he made a fort. That's what he does, though. So he basically next- made a fort. It was room. really funny because he made it really tight between the desk and his closet. And then his bed was on the other side. It's a giant, you know. Uh, Cardenza. Yeah. And uh, he, his bed's on the other side. And then his bookcases are over there. So he had a little fort. And and wonder of wonders, that was a little bit too claustrophobic even for Andy. Oh. And eventually he redesigned his room and put it up against the wall because he just couldn't handle it. <laughs> he thought it was cool at first, and it probably was. But eventually he's like, yeah. I'll tell you what's disappointing. As an adult, I'm not making nearly as many pillow forts and blanket forts as I thought I would when I was a kid. Yeah. That's a choice. It's probably because as an adult, they just catch on fire more. 
No, that's not why. I'll tell you why. Because the last couch we had, the I pillows had were attached. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? What? <laughs> My sister and I. So it got. It had to have been like the early 90s, Kay. Oh, no. And we had built a blanket fort in you know the other room. and A light we, lit one on fire? Kind of. So my parents had like, I don't, they had bought spotlight things for their bathroom that they hadn't like attached yet. So you could move them. They were those little individual lights that you could just like bolt in, but otherwise they could stand up on their own and you could flex them around because they're little spotlights. So Jessica and I put it in there and then we Mm. had used the, the nice chairs that went with the dining room table. So they had fabric on them. Oh, okay. And our cat at the time, because you know, cats like to do crazy things jumped on the chair and when he did that it tipped it because of all the blankets and everything so it tipped in on itself on the lit light Mm, very hot light very hot light burned a hole through three blankets and the chair (laughs) but thank goodness So, how did you get out of this one um well we blame the cat obviously there you go (laughs) it was squire's fault it was um, but we also left to go in the other room to watch something on TV. And so, yeah, we got in a lot of trouble. We got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Good job, man. Yeah. That's why you're not allowed to have a blanket fort in our house. But a pillow fort is different. Wait, we have a cat. We have a cat. Okay, LED lights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There LED lights. Glow sticks. Glow. Yo, fun. This is yeah. your house. Lava lamp. <laughs> <laughs> One of those little electric things, right? Lava lamp. Oh, yeah. Or the little ball. The electric touch ball. Yeah. Touch, yeah, I had one of those. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 653. I am Master Dorgo. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. Pillow Fort Vlarg. And Deb. And we're here to talk week and geek. Oh, it's so good to be back with everybody. I oh, missed it's everybody. Good, to have you. good show, though, guys. I gotta, gotta oh, say, now stop. did great. I know. Jeez. Just, just buttering us up for what? What do you got planned today? Yeah, really, really, like trying to really. Much, much evil. But I, I want to give credit where credit is due. And the smile when evil came out of his mouth. Ah, I don't know. You're imagining smiles. Your, always your mouth smiling. and the word evil, it's like burning in the screen. <laughs> Like just see it just slid right out so easy there you go wow well before we continue thank you all our listeners especially our Kofi members we really appreciate your support and speaking of Kofi members it is time to give away this month's mini the August mini hey Yay. we so, don't have Jeff here with us we don't to uh, give us a theme song I got it don't worry you, you got, got this yes okay all right so so we'll, so uh, just to reiterate what it is it is a mini from Malifaux weird games it's a uh, it is a specter of sorts, uh, dressed in uh, uh, 1700s garb, Victorian garb, but with a sheet forehead. Just a kind of a little creepy, creepy little ghosty. All right. And, well, uh, so if you want to see it, uh, Kofi members, it's on the Torgo Painting Channel. Uh, if for uh, non-Kofi members, I did post it to the Shock Monkeys layer so you can see what's being given away. Uh, so I think it is time to do that. So uh, if you wouldn't mind, Matt... Hit it. All right. I'll, I'll spin the thing. Find my Disarvi here. Hold on. There it is. Okay. All right. Do it. Do it now. You make me laugh. <laughs> God damn it. Let the bodies hit the floor. Did we get Let the bodies hit the floor. We have a winner. Uh, oh, my God. It's time for international shipping. Kingvald. 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 Yeah, King Vault, you oh, won. Oh my goodness! Oh, 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 <laughs> He's fine. the big winner. It's fine, 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 King Vault, you won. 
<laughs> oh, what? We were going to Paulette again? Hey, you know what? Him and his wife just had their little baby. There right. you go. So. Uh, a ghost in celebration? Um, sure. Just Congratulations, King Vault. And if you want to get in on this, you can go to KO-FI Kofi uh, slash Geek Shock and uh, see all the different tier fun that is available. And speaking of tier fun, we have another giveaway. <gasps> right? What? I believe. Barry, take it away. I believe we have another giveaway. Um... <laughs> Oh, you're, you're so ready. I'm so ready. I, I, I need a minute. Talk amongst yourselves. Oh, okay. I, I have to reset the, the, the business. <laughs> well, well, Barry resets the business, which is a really weird way to say T-shirt, masturbate. T-shirt. That's a weird word for masturbation, I have to say. Uh, yeah. As Barry resets the business. We're this gonna... is my time. It's my time. I'm resetting here. the business. Let me reset my business. <laughs> Uh, this is for our uh, Tier 2 members and above. This is the Correct. random giveaway that we do every now and then. Yes. So you, do, you don't know what you're going to get, but it's going right. to be something, and most likely something having to do with this week's show. And what did we give away last time? I believe it was the Pac-Man card game. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. To, to the great Elizabeth. So congratulations, Elizabeth. But we're going to find out who is going to get this one. Ooh, what is it going to be? I don't know. I know some of what we're talking about this week. Deb knows some of what we're talking yes. about this week. But I who knows? Know. Conversation could go anywhere. Do you know, Kay? I don't. Yes, I do know. Well, he knows. What he, well, you don't know because you didn't do anything, Matt. So that, that's, that's correct, that yeah. Does. Or did you remember doing something this week? I did not do anything, Deb. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, he did, but... You played board games. You did? Yeah, but I can't really... <laughs> Board, I, I played some board games. It was fun. Oh, uh, I played. I played this. It was okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to need you to uh, give nope. me some new. No. Okay, Deb. I'm going to need some theme music from you while we roll this thing. Hey, do it now. You can't see this, but she's frozen solid. <laughs> go, come on, let's go. I didn't ask for your theme music. <laughs> That was the theme music for the give for the first giveaway. This okay, is different okay. theme music, man. Go. Dabo dee, dabo da, ba ba ba, dee blee blee. <laughs> no, keep it going. I'm loving this. Dabo dee, dabo da, dabo dee, dabo da, da 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 da. I was just keeping rolling that yeah, yeah, while you were to see how long you were going to go with that. We have a winner, and it is J.R. Conkle. Oh, the great J.R. Yes, thank you very much for participating. And by participating, I mean being a Kofi member. Writer extraordinaire. Yes. Yes. Uh, so with the business out of the way, uh, I do want to throw one more piece of business out there. The Geek Shock Book Club for September is reading Wanderers by Chuck Wendig. I, I've read that novel. Hell of a novel. Great read. A twist I was not seeing coming that I absolutely adore to this day. So those who have not read it, you're in for a treat. Question for you. Yeah. Uh, they suggest a book. You've already read it. Do you reread it? So you get uh, it, fresh it, in your it mind? depends. Usually I do, uh, but it depends how fresh it is in my mind. If it's something I read within like the last six to eight months, I'm not going to reread it. Okay. Uh, but this one, it's I re read it just before the pandemic started, so I, I could use a refresher. So, And I enjoyed it so much that I don't mind rereading this one. There, there are some books I won't reread just because they weren't that great. Yeah. But this one, yeah. The twist at the end is that Torgo was the villain all the while. Oh, that's not a twist. Everyone expects yeah, that Yeah, really. Now. The yeah. twist would be he would be the... 
You know, the good guy. Yeah, yeah. the good guy. Yeah, that's it. Oh yeah, you're that right. Martyred himself for you know greater good. Wow, that sacrificed. Okay, <laughs> if I could find a reason for you to martyr yourself for for anything, I don't even know if it's like chicken nuggets. If you, <laughs> I martyr myself would, for chicken nuggets for for my chicken nuggets, that'd oh. be great. With Szechuan sauce only. Torgo sacrificed himself for Barry's nuggets. There are no small sacrifices. Well, that's a tiny sacrifice. (laughs) Only small nuggets. nuggets. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) Why do you got to take a good thing, his sacrifice, and ruin it? You know, because Torgo would actually sacrifice himself for something... It ain't. So that would mundane. just yes, that would just ruin the sacrifice. <laughs> He'd go to his grave knowing people are going to shake their heads, going, "Why?" Torgo died for that reupholstered couch. <laughs> Sniff. <laughs> or, or you know, figures. Yeah, just figures. Do one of those you know, figures. Figures. Yeah. Figures. Yeah. figures. So, what yeah. geeky things did we do this week, Deb? So, okay, I actually finally finished. So J.R. Conkle has asked that I, you know, kind of give some thoughts about Ooh. how his books are going. And I finished book four. Oh, wow. So, so much Conkle love on this yeah, show. Yeah, so book Look four is coming out this December, I believe. And J.R., please correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's this December. It he, So first of all, as a new writer, you can really feel his writing getting so much better and more complex. This... The, between the characters and the scenes, it just flows so much better. And the storyline is really feeling more natural and more like progressive. Um, I really enjoyed this book. I actually was surprised how short it was when I was reading. Like I really felt like it should have been another 200 pages. Um, but the story is getting very interesting. And the kids, you know, they're growing as characters and they're getting more involved with their powers and just like D&D characters, right? Because that's a lot of, you know, his base story is from the homebrew game that he made with his friends. So it, this book really has grabbed my attention. So I'm very excited to see where he's going to go with the stories. And I know he's kind of talked about maybe doing another two or three or maybe even more books. So I'm really excited to see where the story goes. So the next J.R. Conkle book, I cannot remember what book four is called. Um, but it should be coming out this December. Wow, that's fantastic. Yes. I yeah. love that you get a full preview of it. How exciting. That's that? what it's she exciting. gets for doing those reviews. Well, and actually, so it's funny. I asked him, you know, I felt like one of my biggest comments was like, the flow is just so much better. Like it feels more organic. And he said a lot of times it's because of the stuff that the the company that's um, publishing it for him cuts out that's makes it so that some of his storylines don't flow as well. That makes sense. I know. I'm like, so why publish through that? Well, I had no, <laughs> I, no idea they do that. Yeah, they oh. do. They cut They cut whole oh, chunks that and makes chapters. No sense you need books. a good editor. Unless you're Brandon Sanderson, you're, you're yeah. going to get chunks cut out. Yep. Do you ever read those, a lot of those free books on Amazon? You just take a shot and you're like, ah, let's just try this and let's see. And they're like self-published. And you could tell they don't have an editor because there's spelling mistakes and obvious grammatical bullshit and it's like you can tell that a lot needed to be cut out if you are self-publishing an editor is so important i yes. know they're expensive they're ab- they are absolutely expensive but they take a lot of time to go through your stuff and a good editor will get you more readers in the long run yes. just because you won't have all those reviews saying Oh, there's all this stuff Tough misspelled. Read, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that if it's, it was overly bloated and so on. That's the stuff they take care of. They make your work better, even though they there might be excises and so on. 
that's possible, but that's not the point. They're trying to make a tighter story when it comes down to it, and readers do like a tighter story. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, so, if you're looking at Phil Pages, I can give you 50 pages on this wonderful character called Untrustable Torgo. Yeah, tell me about him. Yeah, he's this guy. He's untrustable. I'll give you 50 pages on He's this. best friends with Unkillable Tom. Oh. <laughs> that's okay. Sorry, there's a reference to a D&D game. Yeah, I can give you 75 pages on Barry Little Nuggets. Oh, tell me about Barry Little Nuggets. Because so far, this Torgo thing sounds like a real one He's a gangster. Character. He's a halfling, though, too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bard. Yeah. Probably a bard. He's a halfling bard. Gangster? He thinks he's a half-orc barbarian. Oh, damn. But he's not. He's a halfling bard. Are you saying like he's delusional? Uh, I, I wouldn't say that. Oh, okay. You, you don't pass judgment on your characters while you write them, Todd. Oh, okay. I, I'm passing judgment I'll on the character you. right now. <laughs> Six or seven pages on this throwaway NPC called the Commander Crap. Oh, shit. Ah. Okay. Tell, tell me about that one. Oh, nah, I don't want to ruin it. He's a human sausage. <laughs> right, and he was produced uh, from the uh, the sausage casing is the intestines of a black dragon. Very caustic. Not even good sausage, like that cheap sausage you get at like the Hofbrau House in the like the real pale stuff that well, has no yeah. flavor. Well, uh, that is because traditional German sausage. Are you, are you just calling bratwurst? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No. He's calling out bratwurst. No, it's yes, not the bratwurst. No, not the it's bratwurst. a different... It's the real pale, pasty sausage. He's like someone else I know. Well, you know. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 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 You're just a pasty sausage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a title. You, you halfling bard, you. <laughs> what kind of sausage would I be, Kirsten? Would, would you be? Yes. You would be... It would... They would say it's chorizo, but actually, accidentally, a Carolina Reaper fell into the grinder while they were making it. So you'll bite into it and like, I'm going to get some. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh, my mouth is burning. I I hate my experience with this. I I wish it never happened. I like that. I want to add to it that it's found in a drawer two years later after I've forgotten it. Yes. Yes. Two, two, Deb, yes, that's two the year, touch it needed. Two-year-old Carolina Reaper, Teresa. That is who you are. <sighs> you maybe would be a, maybe a little rat had nibbled on it and it's dead yeah, yeah. in the same yeah. drawer. Yes. Yeah. And, and, of course, uh, Biggs uh, mixes it in with his eggs because he loves chorizo and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> there was a fun bit here, but I think you killed it. No, that was pretty oh, good. Oh, that was yeah. Good. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Killed it. The rest of us are laughing. What was my great idea? <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so I am continuing to watch the episodes of A Court of Fan Flowers oh by Dimension 20. <laughs> Remind us what that is. So for those of you who have not been listening recently, it is the newest um, online D&D, actual, play. actual play D&D campaign from Dimension 20. And it combines 5th edition D&D with you know, all the worlds and the creatures that exist with some of the rules of the Jane Austen storytelling RPG. It's oh like God. if you play D&D in a Hallmark store. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> D&D with a sewing circle. But no, I just, I, every episode I'm really liking. It's like I like it more and more. And um, So they, the, some of the mechanics, and stop laughing, it's not funny. <laughs> So, <laughs> so the most important mechanics that they have rolled in that are so different from D&D that you obviously, when you watch it, you can tell that those are from that 
RPG. So there's a letter writing aspect, and that's how you start scandals or rumors about people. You have standing and reputation. Oh, oh so, Torgo's interested. Yes. Torgo is suddenly yes. interested. There's a betrayal <laughs> mechanic because you're an asshole. How, how does this Nature letter... Nature and demeanor. <laughs> Pointed question. Uh, how does this letter writing rule work? So I'm not quite sure on the, the deep mechanics. I need to look into it. But the way they've been using it is... Obviously, the, the DM has laid the base storyline in, in the session zero. Okay, so she kind of introduced all the characters and how they know each other and interconnected, which parts of Fey Realm they're from, those types of things. And some of the base like rumors that have been floating around so that they can build off of that to start with, right? So then you go into your sessions and based on the interactions and the choices of the characters, then that leads to other potential rumors and stories and, you know, Side character, just like in any D&D campaign where the DM lays out, you know, you kind of have these options of what you want to do and the characters decide to go path, down path A and they meet random people along the way or they interact with other things or they have random people join their group like Splurg and things like that. That's, that's kind of how it works. Um, so the characters get to choose who they want to interact with and talk to and what they kind of want to like develop to get to what where they want to be for the game. Um, I'm not sure how many episodes they're planning on doing. They're doing one every week right now, and I don't know how many they usually play. How many do they usually play, Kirsten? Actually, I think I think that's I think that one's like four or. Uh, so they've m- already had five. They've already had five. Yes. Oh my god! Does it feel like it's building to something? It does. Because maybe it's six. Uh, at five, it's already because most of these. Uh, dimension 20 i you know what i don't know okay but i'm just gonna cop to not know and i'm trying to bullshit my way through it and i've got nothing good man so this helps build obviously the interaction between all the characters and then it plays into the reputation so each character has a reputation at the end of every game the dm is kind of scoring on how they've done what they've what they've been able to do with what they were kind of given type stuff so like how well did they do in that battle were they able to get to where they wanted to be or did they fall short because they weren't able to you know roll what they need things like that and so when they come to the next game their reputation track has changed and from the jane austen mechanism if your reputation is two spots higher than someone else then you can actually it's you can make them do what you want essentially like oh no you will help us like make this like a thing you will help us make this a is this between or... pcs or only in, uh, pc and pc it's both oh my yes god so, don't so, let todd so, near this fucking game so bridgerton the game so if i was going to do a letter of <laughs> gossip much. who would i write that to you could write it to whoever you wanted to okay so, so you could write it to an npc or an npc so i could send a letter to the fey emperor Per se, I don't know what the characters are, but I'm going if to make they that were up. involved in the storyline somehow, yes. Okay. Yes. And, and everything I've heard so far, when I walked by the room and she had it on, is all Fey stuff. Okay. So well, yeah, because it's in the Fey realm. So yeah, the whole thing is they're in the bloom. flowers, Barry. So it's a it's a big magical <laughs> gathering type thing, and they only happen every magic so the gathering. Often. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. No. So the bigger courts of the Fey get together, and they have kind of like a social event during the high magic event. Okay? Oh my God, Brid- Bridgerton, Bridgerton. Yes. It's Bridgerton the game. And <laughs> you think I was kidding? <laughs> but, you know, with this comes, so some of the characters, they've been told by their, like, leader of their house that they must find 
matches. They need to get married. They oh. have, and then, yes, and then too much role playing. That's too much role playing. I was just about to make a joke about Mr. Thing. Darcy needs to find a wife. Well, fuck me, you already said it. But then there's, but the way that they are working it is really interesting. Anyway, is it? And the, it is. <laughs> is it? And then okay. there's another character who obviously is not from one of the Fey houses that actually is invited. She has disguised herself as one, and she has infiltrated the bloom, and Ooh, we don't quite know bloom, what, what she's... The that's, bloom. It's, so the magical... It's like a magical um, cascade event. So the, there's a lot of magic built up in the Fey Realm for some reason. This mm. happens every so many years, and they All call right. it the bloom. Okay. Okay. It, it, so they gather. far in Vulcan. Kind of, yes. Ooh. Anyway, so but she's from a house, like an unknown house, and she. what you've learned so far is that she definitely is... Uh, why am I blanking on what it? But she's making herself look totally different than she actually looks to everybody else. A seeming. Illusion, yes. Glamour. And a glamour. 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 And the few times that you've seen her in normal character mode, like she talks about things like how the, the upper fae don't share magic and not everybody in the fae realm is treated equally. And so there's, you know, aspects to it that are kind of like, ooh, intriguing, super intriguing. I'm and very excited. I like it. It's so nice. Like it's this. so interesting. Mm. So, so I just want to make sure I got my head around this. like this. Mechanic. Whispers. Yes. So if I sent a letter to the one of the Fey Emperors. Yes. Or, or head of house, uh, that Matt's character was overly flatulent. <clears throat> like he can't control himself. Yes. Right? Uh, I could bring his reputation down with that letter. Yes. And then make Matt do whatever I wanted him to do. You, you could, it's almost like in, you have increased intimidation, essentially, on him. <laughs> the look he's giving me is that that is just This guy? Okay. Yeah. This, <laughs> this meatball? See, so, this isn't the game, bro. I think Matt and I would play, like, barbarian orcs and be like, all right, fake court, we fuck them all up. Yeah, I, I think I could. I got a letter well, for you. It's written at the end of my club. You, Bridgerton, you're fucking them all. Yep. I think I, I think I think I could actually do this game. I think well, I could into get that. into this. See one. that? She's like, "Yep." It's fun. There, there, there's I enough li- palace really intrigue it. and oh, that's it's, and, and manipulation uh, politically that yes, I, I, I finding exactly. really mates, mm. finding mates. That's just they're they're, they're finding one of, NPC mates. It's right? one of the stories, yes. But okay. they're doing so like everything's all breathy. <laughs> it's almost ASMR. It's not all breathy. <laughs> It's not all breathy, whatever. Anyway. Every time I walk in, someone's like flirting with someone else and, and writing this long, talking about this long letter, this big piece of exposition where oh my God. everyone talks like this to each other. <laughs> they're all breathy about whatever the fuck they're talking about. And it's silliness and not for me. It's for somebody. I am really great. enjoying it. Well, apparently. Yeah. I mean, and I, it ain't me. somebody's enjoying it. Yeah, in sure. And they you. are they throwing in battles and like, you know, like there was a duel in the last one and the mechanics around how duels work. Rapiers. Well, so one person got to pick the location. The other gets to pick the weapon and it can be anything and both have to use the same weapon. Yeah. And then obviously once the duel begins, no magic can interfere with the duel or, you know. Can the weapon be a pen and paper? I'm sure they would encourage it. <laughs> but no. I like it. I am really enjoying it. <laughs> of course you do. <clears throat> My God. You know, it's funny. There's a, there's a game I wanted to introduce to the group for decades. But axe, I, I, axe. Who's got the axe? I won't. I won't. <laughs> the salami? I won't uh, go near it. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it? it's Apocalypse World. 
Oh, okay. It's a great concept, and it's it's the game that the so-called powered by the apocalypse engine comes from, like Monster of the Week, and a few other games like that. Uh, Dungeon World. The problem with Apocalypse World is uh, Too much the, story building. N- no, no, it's actually oh, okay. very very good. Th- their whole the whole way they create a campaign or something, the whole system. There's a system for creating campaign uh, using, and it's all player. Uh, master of ceremonies interaction. It's actually it's really cool, but the creator Vincent Baker made the astute observation that in a real apocalypse, sex would probably be a kind of currency. Oh, so yeah. every single character in the, they have what they call playbooks, and these are templates to be your character has a sex move. And that's awesome. I no, cannot you know, you, sit at the need, table. You need to introduce I that cannot game to us. sit at the table with Lewis and Stephanie, Paulette <laughs> and Matt, and Barry and Deb, and we play an oh RPG that incorporates. I mean, this is, and it's actually cool stuff. There's like one type of character, if uh, they have sex with uh, another character, um, that other character gets a plus one going forward. <laughs> So it's like, you know? it was like Gal- Star Wars Galaxies where you, when you watch the, the Twi'leks and you would get a plus one. It, sort of, yeah. 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 There's another oh, one. Oh, we got to go to the strip club if yeah. we're going to fight. You know, there's another gotta one. got to go to the strip club first. Uh, you need to get those it, buffs. If you have sex with oh, someone, mind buffs. You, because they're a brainer, because they do mind stuff, they can actually pull a secret from your from your uh, character's head. Oh. During sex. You know, yes, exactly. So it's sort of. Sex move. So, yes, and it's interesting but there's no way. This I'm, gonna, on, no. I'm not gonna do it. There's very quickly will devolve into the sex game. There will be Dude, a be- half a session per, before people will be like, "Okay, this was funny, but it's no creepy. It's creepy. I couldn't even handle. I couldn't even Fuck handle for you playing this you with guys, a pickup group. You guys doing, you know, like like Barry and Deb doing their sex moves with their characters. I couldn't even handle that. Never mind, you know, Lewis and Matt." Characters doing oh, their no, sex. Oh no, dude! We would be prepared for this with the most ridiculous, embarrassing shit. Yeah, because that's what the game would be about. Oh, my yeah, God. great apocalypse. You know, nuclear winter zombies. A, it, whatever. Here's my chainsaw sex move with bananas. And dude, do they have names? Do they have names? That we will does name. Your them. Na- does your, does, is there like Bix, Bixby's Wonderfist? No, there is nothing like that. No, <laughs> no. but it, dude, it, it's so funny because. The game, otherwise, it's actually pretty fucking grim. The mechanics <laughs> behind it actually make it very bleak and everything. And the concepts behind it are fabulous. But I'm not, I'm just, I can't. I can't. <laughs> you need to try it, and we won't tell Paul out or Steph. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Bring him around. Bring him around. <laughs> Oh, no, they'll, be, gonna, they'll, they'll be playing. Gonna, they're going to be there. No, we I won't tell them. Don't tell Just them watch beforehand. Their faces like, what is this sex move? Right. Oh. You have sex with a character? They get uh, plus one going forward? What does that mean? Okay. They're, they're Everyone, you, if, we, if he ever decides to like get us drunk enough to sit at the table and play this game with him, everyone's got to try to have sex with Kirsten. Dude, I actually seriously thought of getting the playbooks together, you know, copying them and stuff, and then like whiting out the fucking moves. Can I Just be an so engineer? Nobody knows that they existed. Can I be an engineer and build robots to fuck you? That's uh, what I'm doing. There's probably one in <laughs> That's there what I'm somewhere. Doing. I'm going to build giant robots. I don't know. To, who, whose goal is to fuck Kirsten during the apocalypse. During the apocalypse. That's it. How are you going right. to build all these robots during the apocalypse? It's it's magic. It's the Mattingly, and That's it's powered by cheeseburger. 
And it, Where are you going to get cheeseburgers tries, in the apocalypse? Paul's house. Yeah. He's going to stock up on cheeseburgers because he well, said to me very there, many times, if he can't get a cheeseburger in the apocalypse, he's done. Yeah. There's, Lights it, out. It's very Mad Max. There's one character called the driver. He has a car and he can arm it, uh, make it armored. Guess what he's armoring him. that car yeah. with? Uh, Lee's Burger Lube. <laughs> per, per big yes, purple wang. It's going to be just like out of Fury Road. Instead of all those spikes, it's, it's just be a wangs. bunch of purple <laughs> rubber wangs. <laughs> yeah. The wang mobile. <laughs> and he's going to aim it for whatever Kirsten's character is. <laughs> That's my goal. No matter what you do. And Doofus yeah. is up there just doing the helicopter there, instead yeah, of yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no guitar, just a helicopter. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god! So anyway, I don't care about anything sorry else. Sorry to distract this, uh, Deb, but <laughs> everyone's got a fuck curse. I, I I can't. I you know. I mean, if we if we do it in Big high concept, <laughs> but when when you got mechanics, Big Dick Joe. No, mechanics for <laughs> <laughs> mechanics for sex. I'm just sort of like, all right, this. I'm bad. I'm I'm profane, and I think people realize that Quite. on this podcast. No, but no. Uh, but that as that the just, editor of the show, yes, that's, yes, you are. That skeeves me out. Wow, that just really does. Could you do it with a a group of strangers? Uh, that would probably be more awkward. Uh, There's no way you're doing this in a different person, way. I'm not sure. In a different way. You know, I, I wait. Are we talking real sex or the game? The game. Yeah. Oh, um, I guess do it was a bit of a uh, general term. Somehow this yes. game sounds skeevier. Yes, I could do that with strangers because I don't care. I don't care. If I mean, I, you know, if, if it's this... if it's a pickup game at a convention, giving the type of people who do pickup no. games at conventions, yeah, no. oh, you yeah. need the neck beards with the pants yes. too low. Yo, I'm gonna hook up. With with uh, with uh, the battle babe, and we're gonna have sex, and then I'm gonna get plus one on my next combat. Can I fuck a zombie? Can I do that? Oh uh, well, uh, you have to go to the zombie master, but he does have prostitute zombies. Awesome! Wow! There you go. Yeah, the whole time she's like, is this, hey, a, scratch, hey, is this uh, a scratch and sniff game? <laughs> well, it's definitely part, not part of our 30-second RPG thing. No. 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 Oh, rats. No. Rats. <sighs> anyway, Apocalypse World. Wow. It's it's an incredible... It's act, Seriously, guys. It's no. an incredible setting, no. and it's got some incredible concepts behind it. I will but never oh hear any of them but what you just said. That's yeah, it. I know. That's I it. Know. Oh, we're playing this game now. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get so, yeah. ripped I, up drunk and play this game. I love how Matt is now He's burning. He's 100%. Yeah. Oh, we're playing this game. And every time you have to roll, if you roll under a five, what's, what's you take a shot of fireball. What's the, what's the safe word? Flurgen, flurgen. For this game. Flurgen, flurgen. Actually, no, the safe word is, I'm too drunk to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> that was a reference to a time that did have to say. Yes, that. I, I did. Doing a Star Trek game? The Duck yes. Brother game. Yep. To be fair. Yeah. To be yeah, fair. To be fair. To be fair. Uh, that game, I wasn't happy with. That game was, it was complicated. It was, yeah. There was work. Yeah. It should have been the first game we played that evening and not like the third <laughs> not or the fourth. Third, yeah. <laughs> not the third or fourth bottle game. No. Matt, what'd you do this week? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Mary, what'd you do? Uh, Deb and I uh, went to uh, a tiki bar here in Vegas with the oh. uh, super fan of the show, Leon Mitt. Which, which bar did you go to? Uh, the Red Dwarf. Um, the reason I bring this up is because tiki's a kind of a geeky thing. And uh, it's just a, it's it's kind of half of a tiki bar. They have some tiki drinks and they got some tiki wait, wait, decor. Wait. When, when did you go to this? When? Uh, Monday. Monday. We went Monday. 
Um, it was I, his birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Tim. Um, I'm just the gaming friend, so I didn't go. Oh, shut the That's fuck That's where I was going with this, Kay. <laughs> I'm glad you caught on. <laughs> you guys never invite us anywhere. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, um, they have really good pizza, but they have, they have some decent... They have really tiki, good pizza. But they have Whoa. some decent tiki drinks. But the problem I had oh. was that I started talking to the bartender who seemed to know her tiki. And I said, oh, well, I noticed you don't have a three dots and a dash on the menu. So she's like, yeah, I can make that. I'm like, prove it. And Tim's like, yeah, make prove it times two. So she goes and makes it, and I'm like, what the hell's wrong with this? Is this is missing something? She's like, oh yeah, I guess we need a little more uh, uh, the the allspice dram. So she goes and pours a little more. I'm like, no, there's something wrong. Where's the honey syrup? Oh yeah, I forgot the honey syrup. Then she has to go pour that. I'm like, well, do you really? Do you really know Tiki that well? You, you talk some shit about this drink, and then you can't can't produce then you drop the drink on the bar and walk she did feel like <laughs> she did feel very sincere about forgetting about the honey syrup yeah i know i know but and they, how often does she get asked to make three dots in a day i don't know but they did make a very killer uh very good painkiller yes but you got to order it like uh was it russ's way which is extra, the bo- extra booze it was good yeah red dwarf yes so it's a really good bar and it, it is you just you know don't order off menu Okay. Well, and their pizza is Detroit style, so it's like that super airy crust. Oh, and, okay. And then like they put the toppings on, and then the sauce on top. It was really good. It was really good pizza. The reason I bring this up is because for tiki geeks, uh, Vegas is a really good place to visit because we have two of what I think are the best of one of the best tiki bars in the nation. We have Golden Tiki, super famous, uh, Frankie's, and then we have of course uh, Casa, Casa de More's bag of Tiki de More. Um, which is not as popular, which is good because I like going there. And then this is a new thing, the Red Dwarf. I don't know how new. It's only been the last couple of years or so, right? Uh, so I think Tiki's- I am starting to hear more and more in conversation. Mostly your conversations, but <laughs> well, none of these guys go out. <laughs> don't go out, or are not invited to go out. <laughs> yeah, now you know how I feel. Uh, yeah. There you go. I was just curious what day this was. <laughs> you, took, you took it to that level. Oh, I, I took it to another level. Yeah. yeah, of course. My favorite tiki drink is uh, the Barry's Little Nuggets. <laughs> what's, what's in that? What's in that? That's, uh, that's raw isopropyl alcohol <laughs> with ground up chorizo oh, mixed in. Ugh. No yeah. rum? Uh, well, rum is what you drink, actually. And a bit of scorpion pepper? You know, it's something. I don't know. What's with the scorpion peppers? As a garnish. I can't. There you go. I can't eat those. And then just they spread it's, around it's, the it's, rim. It, it, it has nothing to do with what yes, you can drink. It has everything to do with around the rim. Yeah. <laughs> I accept this. Sit there and with with a little bit of battery acid on the in between your thumb and your index finger and your mm-hmm. legs. Ah, and then you're like, I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> At least give me a float of allspice dram or something in there. Make it tiki. I like I, I like allspice, so allspice dram sounds great. Is there something based on nutmeg? 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 There might be nutmeg and allspice dram or, or phalernum. I don't, I don't know. Is there any? There are drinks that contain nutmeg, but none that I can think of but offhand. But, but this but sounds like flavor, winter drinks. No the flavor dram. profile is there. It's kind of similar. Yeah. It's like clove. Allspice dram is kind of like clove. Can you, mm. you can put nutmeg in a hot butter rum. Certainly. Yeah. That would sound totally little perfect. little dust of uh, fresh nutmeg there over the go. top of your hot buttered rum. Well, hey, yeah. winter's coming, dude. It is. It is September. Sure. Open it, up that pumpkin spice, kids. Uh, 
Sure. Any of your uh, your sweetened cream based coffee drinks? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we went into alcohol geek stuff yeah. there for a second, but that's easy, all. Re- all I really did this do. week. That's all he did. Uh, you know what? I, I, it is that time of year. It is the time of year where my wife and I start searching out scary horror movies to get us in the mood for the Halloween times. So any of your home movies? So yeah, yeah, basically that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I we watched two. Uh, this this week dose uh, one worthwhile and, and one not so much um, and it, it, it's oh, I'm going to start with the one that's not worth so much yeah bad news uh, first yeah bad news first Uncanny Annie uh, which is exclusively on Hulu Hulu made a deal with Blumhouse Productions to do movies just for Hulu and they've made a whole bunch of them uh, so we thought we'd try one out uh, we so we tried out Uncanny Annie because the the Bloomhouse is usually pretty good. Exactly, so. exactly, and the, and the premise is like right up our alley. It is Jumanji horror. It is a board game that once you start playing it, you have to play it to its end, otherwise you will definitely die. And it's a, you have one hour to play the game. The game has. So they give you a time limit. Yeah, uh, Un- Uncanny Annie is the name of the board game, and it's also the antagonist of the game and you it's, mm. you pull up cards and that makes things appear in your world or something you have to do and if you can't do it or you can't defeat the challenge then you have to pull up the uh, like malignant card or whatever it's called and that is like an even worse challenge and that one's you're gonna oh. live or die by <clears throat> that's and, a game yeah group and it's called uncanny annie okay. it's, it's the name of the board game in the movie oh. it's it's a bunch of uh it's like five or six uh college age people who pull the board game down it was in the collection of the a guy that died like a year ago oh. on halloween playing this game they, they didn't realize that at the time what? but he was really into board games so to honor his memory they are going to play a board game, and they said, "Well, this looks cool." At Uncanny Annie, and they start playing it, and of course, horrible things happen. This sounds like it should be Uncanny Torgo, because I can't imagine that. Like, if Todd died playing a board game, you know, a year later, we would all get together and play that board game. <laughs> and then, well, I mean, I can't well, imagine that. And then, like, bad things happen to each and every one of us. Well, they were they were playing a board game. <laughs> They were playing a board game. It just happened to be this one because of the choice. I have to give it to whoever wrote the script or whoever put the games there because they knew their board games because yeah. there's references to Settlers of Catan. Some of the games they had to choose from are like Whistle Stop. You know, it's so that's they, funny, right? So it's board like true board game knowledge in this. Could you see a good movie in here? Yes, and like just getting yes. Okay. So and, what was and the there problem? Was, and there was one. There was a really interesting. This movie was actually did, very good for like the first half. Did they at least avoid the the trope of having all these people from different walks of life in the same group playing this board game? It was a bunch of college friends, and they they were have like a lot of the these. Jock, they have, the nerd, the goth, the, oh. not that far, but they at least had their individual. Uh, yeah, individual quirks that set them apart instead of because everybody there was kind of a nerd to an extent. It's not like board games were unknown to them. It's that kind of thing. I just know whenever I get together to play board games with people, it's a bunch of fucking nerds. That's we all like board games. The problem with Uncanny Annie is Uncanny Annie herself. Oh, what the antagonist, the mm. the Freddy, the Jason of this movie, mm. the, the, the Leprechaun, the the thing that should have been the most scary thing on there was this character of this little girl named Uncanny Annie who is the who you're playing against in this game which appears as kind of like a creepy spirit throughout the whole thing 
this movie needed about $5 million more in VFX budget is what it needed. (laughs) The actress they got to, bless her heart, she was trying as hard as she could, but you cannot make a 24-year-old actress seem like a scary little girl. You just can't. No matter what kind of creepy voice you give her, it's every time that she was on the screen, all of the menace went away. Was she? Were you supposed to believe she was a little girl? You I were. Mean, su- you were supposed to believe that she was some creepy little girl entity. That's okay. how they were selling her. Okay. They couldn't get yeah. a little girl. Um, I don't know. I think they even could have been fixed with a little extra CGI work or mm-hmm. something. They just didn't have a budget for it. It was obvious that this movie is super low budget. All right. Okay. Even though it. It was filmed well, and mm. a lot of the things that they had to go through were creepy and had enough effects budget to do that. But whenever they had an actor portraying uh, a villain in this, and there's more than one, huh. opposite of creepy every mm. single time. It's just like a dirty-looking homeless guy and and 22-year-old, uh, 12-year-old. So and, if they had the budget, you think this would be a good movie? Yes. I think if they had the budget to turn up the creep factor a little bit because there was kind of a a sell to it because all the art on the cards kind of promised something that wasn't there because there was a lot of great creepy art that made it seem like that that's what was going to appear because some of the stuff on the cards did appear. Other things on the cards, eh, not so much. (laughs) Uh, So there's a good idea there. And it's the beginning execution is great. But it's just in the the performance. You, if you can't have a scary antagonist, that you, you fall, it all falls apart. All falls apart. Well, it could be remade, maybe. So, well, you know the whole don't remake good movies, remake shitty movies. Yeah, there it is. There you go. And the other one is *Malignant*, also a Blumhouse production. James Wan came out at the toward the end of the lockdown era of the pandemic. One of those movies that was released direct to HBO Max when it was released in the theater at the same time. Um, This one worked. Uh, This one was a lot of fun. It was definitely a throwback to the 80s. The the whole premise is that there is a killer out there and this woman is somehow psychologically attached that she her surroundings, when he makes a kill, will all of a sudden become where... Uh, she will all of a sudden enter where he is at mm. and be able to see and not move, kind of like a, a sleep paralysis kind of thing. Eyes of Laura Mars. It, yeah. Mm. Uh, although it has a way out there premise to it. When I say it's a homage to 80s movies, it's because there were obvious choices to this. The acting was a little bit elevated to where, not like to the point of Shakespearean elevation, but... The way that everyone acted, a little speaking, was a little bit of overacting, and I think that was on purpose. Was it set in the 80s? Uh, no, it was set in modern times. Mm. It was not to the point of camp, but edging toward it, and it was a choice. It's, it's one of those movies that if you want something that's grounded in reality, this is not your movie. Mm. Uh, everything is really, really heightened. And the, when the uh, antagonist, when the killer starts killing, it is nearly to a martial arts level of enjoyment of, of watching those. Okay. Yeah, huh. it, it is very intricate, highly choreographed. And the overall arcing story, when the twists happen, it wasn't a surprise. It telegraphs itself very largely. 
but it's very satisfying when it happens as well. So Malignant on HBO Max, yes, give that a try. Lots of fun. Just realize you're in for a little bit of cheese. Just run with it. If a little bit of cheese throws you off, you're, you're not going to have a good time. You'll, you'll start picking, picking at it right away. Uh, Uncanny Annie, great, great try, but man, you needed to do better with the bad guy. Kirsten, what'd you do this week? Well, wait, the other one was Malignant? Malignant. Malignant. James Wan. Yeah. So, James Wan, I mean, the guy that brought us uh, the Conjuring movies. I mean, it's the guy that yes. knows his horror. Knows his stuff. Yeah. Uh, speaking of creepy, I, for the first time ever, watched all the way through Dark City. Really? Oh, wow. You never saw that? I, Barry, not only have I never saw it, I broke the cellophane on my DVD. <laughs> Peeling off my Zia wow. <laughs> sticker. Wow. By the way, I'm past the uh, shopping center. The new one? Where, where Zia used to be. Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. Everything's gone. Yeah. Oh, They're yeah. like repainting. Holy mackerel. Okay, anyway. Although, there's a tattoo center there. My wife just got a new tattoo there. Ah. Really good. Oh, okay. That tattoo place is great. Okay. And uh, for the depraved, the massage parlor is apparently still there, too. <laughs> um, so you saw Dark City without me. Whoa. Why didn't you give me a call? Oh, I see. I'm a gaming friend. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you're not my movie friend. <laughs> yeah, that, that's Vernon. They yeah. complain about and watching movies. And yeah. yeah, he would be like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. Barry is... Not as picky as Vernon, but he's still picky. Oh, yeah. Yes. But I'd watch yeah. Dark City. I own the soundtrack. Yeah. No, it, it's funny because, of course, by now, it's spoiled. I know I know everything behind it. It was the 90s. Right? Uh, yeah. 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 Um, what's, a, what's the guy? What's the, the lead guy's name? Oh, he's got... Uh, Rufus... Rufus Howell. Rufus Howell? Is I that think? it? I think... Something I know, like he's that. just got this creepy look about him. Yes, he does. Yeah. He looks very... And it's really Jennifer funny. Connelly's in it. And then, Jennifer I think, Connelly. one of one of Kiefer Sutherland's best roles. One of Kiefer Sutherland's best roles. He's so creepy. William Hurt. Oh, 1998. Is good. Yes. Better than I thought. Um, and it's funny, too, because it's uh, it's got, you know, it's 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 uh, got that shades of Matrix going on just before Matrix came out and uh-huh. changed everything. Um, you know who's in it? Riff Raff. Yes. Yes, he's actually. That's one of the bigger from, parts uh, uh, from uh, Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror. Horror. Richard O'Brien. Richard O'Brien. Richard O'Brien, and he, man, I, I mean, is he Todd? Is he was he like just involved in like theater stuff and stuff? Because I don't understand why he didn't do more. Because he's not any kind of a half-assed anything. He's actually a good actor. He was good in this. I really liked him in this. He was even like one of the best parts, one of the best parts, of uh, the D&D. Remember the original D&D movie? He was the uh, the guild master of the thieves uh, in the uh, that first D&D movie. Was he now? Yes, that was Riff Raff. Ah. You see, you didn't even recognize him. And it's just like... Mr. Hand, right? Um, Mr. Hand. Why yeah. the hell isn't he, you know... Sure. He was a host of the Crystal Maze, uh, one of those really physically involved game shows in England. Mm, okay. Yeah. His IMDb picture is from Rocky Horror. Oh, yeah. It's not course. even like a... That's what everyone knows the, him from. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Hand was super creepy. Uh, he he was... Yeah. Not as creepy as Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. That role. Wow. That was... That was I, in fact, now I just want to watch that again so yeah. I can get his mannerisms and bring him he, in as an NPC. Yeah, he, was really, he was really big. It's it, it was pretty big for Kiefer Sutherland. That was a pretty big performance. Yeah. You know, yeah. In, in terms of, you know, you know, elevated Todd. You've seen it. 
It's been an age, but I've seen it. Yeah, okay. But I definitely remember Mr. Ham. That was close. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, and even William Hurt. Even William Hurt. Um, I just, I, I really enjoyed it. I, it was just a long time coming, and and uh, and eh, I won't say it was. T- uh, I wish it hadn't have been spoiled. It's you know, it's my fault. But uh, after all these years, you, you're not going to get away from that. No. But the, the the whole thing, it, the the whole God level power. Matrix three uh super fight at the end was a bit much. Yeah. But but overall overall I, I thought it was cool. Shades of Truman show, you know. So I did enjoy that. I also saw the Eternals finally. I you know, I liked it. It's not uh one of the premier Marvel movies. It what was really interesting was <laughs> Eternals did a better Justice League versus Superman than uh, Justice League did. <laughs> or, or Batman v Superman, or whichever one of the ones where they all fought Superman. It was really funny. Because uh, actually in Eternals, they, uh, one of the biggest, I think, kind of flaws in approach, it's, it's editorial fiat. But Flash is like, I think he's on a power level with yeah. Superman. Right, and in Eternals, you actually see what a super speedster could do to a Superman-like character, which was kind of which was kind of cool, and I really did appreciate that. So overall, it was it was interesting. Although I was just like, wow, choices were made. Yikes! So you know, um, but overall, eh, you know, it's Marvel, right? Marvel is going to be a B minus at its worst. So there you go. Yeah, well, they still haven't explained what happened after the Eternals. I'm sure I'm not ruining this for anyone, but there's kind of a there's kind of a thing, a celestial kind of sticking out of Earth right now. Yeah, right? I know you spot. hate that. You hate that. Only in one spot. <laughs> I have so many problems. And isn't with it that. just a, an arm with a hand? And part yeah, of a, a head. Bit of his bit of his big big giant big celestial, celestial head. head. Just a bit. I have so many problems. I like that approach to the Celestials. Although, boy, oh, boy, that's some... Ooh, that was menacing. But, boy, oh, boy, that... I mean, that that's some major changes to lore. I mean, those were some major changes to lore to make the movie from the comics. So, Man, but, you know, uh, you know. <laughs> little Jay Leno there. So, it was all right. It was all right. It was all right. I like the, I like the fighting. I like superhero fighting, and there was a ton of that, so... It was a movie. <laughs> there was that. I don't know what to tell you. It was a movie. Uh, I'm, I didn't ask. Still haven't seen it, so I can't weigh in. Yeah, well. I have read the Neil Gaiman Eternals run, though. That, that, oh, my that God. That was really great. That was. Yeah, I have some of that, that too. Was, that was. So, you have a big book of that. That mm-hmm. was so good. That was so good. Yeah, it's not that. that. No, it's not. Okay. No. It mined a little bit, but it's not that. No, it's no. not. I mean, they mined everything, but the whole. They really changed the lore. Well, but they also, I think. Stuffed that story into one movie. You, you oh, uh, I'm sorry, Deb. Yes, I meant to bring that up because you're totally right. You, you could see the six episode Marvel TV show they should have done, right? Versus the two hour twenty minute movie, Something, or, yeah. Because because they basically did. They did. They did the Avengers, but without all the movies coming into it, and so they throw in flashbacks. They throw in stuff like that. And it's interesting, but at the same time, it's incredibly compressed. And it's just... It's, Do you have a hard time no. attaching to a character as far as just emotionally involved in it? Well, you know, I'm a, 
I, I like Angelina Jolie, so I'm just going to attach to her. <laughs> oh, okay. But um, actually... Um, she was wooden. One of the things, one of the problems I had is I know enough of the story. So, like, Ajak, being the leader of the Eternals, was weird. Because Zuras, who's supposed to be like Zeus, is the leader of the Eternals in the comics. Ajak is important because Ajak communicates with the Celestials, which is preserved in the movie. But then they turn around and make her the leader, and that got kind. Of, and then that all extends into how they change the lore, which is a serious departure for the comics. So, I, so getting attached, actually, I, I would say that uh, I ended up liking. I ended up liking uh, Icarus more than anything. Although what they did with Sprite was very good. That was that's one of the best. One of the best, let's make some changes to the character for the movie choices made, I think, in superhero movies. What they did oh, with Sprite. Okay. Those were, I think those were choices that worked and were smart. So. And then I played, uh, I played in uh, Elena's Vassin game, which is called Vassin. You know, it's Swedish. It's not like the intelligent uh, Norwegian. Uh, but it's a role-playing game. And, so it's uh, not D&D. It's something... It's, it's not D&D. It's, uh, it's a D6 dice pool system. <clears throat> and you're just rolling dice and every like six West is... West End a, Games? Uh, no. No, it's not West End. It's its, it's own system. Okay. Um, but every six is a success and you measure your amount of success by how many sixes you roll. And you have a little bit of abilities and a little bit of skills... Overall, it's interesting. One of the things I liked about it is you, your characters are, are together as your group, and you already have your home base. That was one of the first things Elena opened up with. And the home base is cool because you spend experience building your home base and doing things like building a, oh, a, an armory corridor. And the armory corridor, when you're about to go on an adventure, you can get a weapon. And that weapon will give you plus one die to your uh, weapon attack rolls, right? You can have an alchemy lab, which will give you, you know, bonuses to... Health uh, potions and things. Uh, potions, uh, analyzing uh, bodies and stuff like that. Because the Vasen are fae-like uh, Swedish supernatural entities. and Specifically Swedish? Yes, actually, Vassin Interesting. is... Interesting. Does uh, it take place yeah. in yeah. IKEA? Yeah, no, we're in Uppsala. <laughs> Uppsala, Uppsala, Uppsala. I don't know how it's pronounced. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Not the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we're in Sweden. One day, he's going to come over here and punch you in the mouth. No, hey, no, I'm making fun of Sweden yeah, now. No he's he's on board. Oh, yeah, he's like, yeah. He's like, <laughs> Norway agrees with you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's, he won a mini. He's doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So it's interesting. It's moody. It's atmospheric. It's more, um, more kind of Call of Cthulhu-ish. But it's very rooted. It's it's Swedish company that has made the game. So it's very rooted in uh, Scandinavian folklore and stuff like that. Very interesting. But it's also Victorian. Really? Oh, God. Oh, you got she her. There we go. just keeps perking up. <laughs> yeah, so. Do you have to write letters? Oh, do you? Uh, no, but we read a lot of letters. Oh, oh, oh. So, oh there you go. I was an investigator, so I oh, maxed out all my gotcha. investigations. Is there court so. intrigue? Do you have to so, find a husband? Uh, no. 
Although, uh, although the whole thing was a love triangle with uh, with a uh, a water creature called the Neck. I'm the in. Neck. Yeah, Elena. Neck. Next time you play this game, let me know. There you go. The there you next go. time. Yeah, you gotta let uh, let Deb know because and yeah, you would enjoy it, Deb. Was there one other thing? Because I don't think there was. Oh no, it's another T-shirt idea that we're not going to talk about. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> no. Instead, we're going to move on. Deb, what time is it? News you don't give a shit about. Yeah. Oh. Why are you yessing? What What are you cheering for? Yeah. Uh, you know, I oh. used to hate it, but uh, that look on your face—it just brings me joy, Barry. Am I just misery? thrive on yeah. chaos. I know you are an agent of chaos. Constantly. Mm. Yeah. And I like it too because Andy hates it. So. <laughs> Oh, God. At least we don't have that. Rugrats. Ooh. I already don't care. Do, 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 Combined do, do, with do, Dungeons and Dragons. Do, do, do. Super don't care. That's to prepare you for Dungeon Babies. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like what you I crit. I crit. I don't have to roll. I crit. You quit your pants. Yeah. Oh. No. Oh, listen to the halfling barbarian bard. Fuck you, Cassie Kennedy Wood Star Wars. Barb, barb. Hey, Please don't. read the news. <laughs> Written and illustrated. Don't say that name. By Jason Bradley Thompson. Say Dungeon that. Babies is a 76-page unofficial supplement for Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. Is it terrible? I have the Muppet Babies theme in my head right now. Yes, it, it is. kind of makes sense. Dungeon Babies. It introduces rules and everything. mechanics for playing baby characters. It oh, includes yeah. 13 tweaked baby classes, mechanics like crying and poopy. And uh, so much Barry, more. Barry, that's my Barry character. I poopy all the time. Poopy all the time. My character poopies all the time. Poopies all the time. Poopies all the time. Easy, Richard. <laughs> Unleash your inner child. Dungeon oh, yeah. Babies unlocks a new world of D&D you never knew you wanted. Playing nearly hapless babies with the fighting skills and magic of veteran adventurers. Oh, yeah, that's Spirit hapless. away to the misty realm of the Varage and flown to dungeons by the stork. Dungeon babies must test themselves against a hostile world, working together and using their natural okay. problem solving. Okay. Solving. I'm sorry, things. she's selling me on this. Yeah, you, you, yes, yes. You, you have sold me on this. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually interested. I want to do a one shot of this. <laughs> and you know what every character is going to sound like. Oh yeah, we're really talking And of course. The mom of the group, Deb's going to have to run it. <laughs> I cast magic poopy. I'm just going to be like, Mother Three, two, plus one. Oh, I pooped my diaper. Oh. Yeah, gas cloud. Gas, gas cloud. <laughs> Bigsby's wiping hands. Oh, God. Well, it Tensors can be yours floating, for $7.99 on DM Guild. Oh, yeah. Oh, we may need to do a Geek Shock special. An actual play? An actual play? Mm, yes. Dear. I'm, I'm liking this idea. Oh, Warm up your dice, Deb. <laughs> <laughs> Just think, if listener, you too could hear the 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 uh, the actual play Let of me this. Let you, 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 like this. <laughs> if yeah. you were a Kofi yeah. member, you could hear us do this for like yeah, an hour. Rolling. rolling dice and wow. pooping diapers. Poop, poop, wow. poop. My character poopies all the time. Poopies all the time. Poopy all the time. Well, hey, you're Bart now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you made wow. yourself the Bart. Yeah. <laughs> 
I feel dirty. Yeah, that now. should not have been a news you don't give a shit about because I give a shit about that. <laughs> I like the arc there though, where we be, you started with Rugrats. I fucking hate the Rugrats. Yeah, yeah. And then now I love this. No, idea. she uh, for she, spite's sake alone, she roped this in. That was very insidious, Deb. Yeah, <laughs> you're running this game. <laughs> Uh-huh. And it's going to be maybe a, 10 minutes. And it's going to be a LARP. <laughs> oh, no, no, oh, it isn't. Boy. It's going to be a LARP. We're all going to wear adult diapers. No. Yeah. No. Poop ourselves. No. Woo-hoo. Where's Biggs when you need there's, him? There's, <laughs> there's get-togethers for those things. You should go there and do that. <laughs> oh, I don't want to know about uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. There's fetish clubs where, you know, adults are act like babies and get treated like babies. And that, that's a thing. And it's disgusting. It's like you roll the 20. One. Oh, damn. I need to. Oh, my God. <laughs> Safe as spanking. I want to lose. I don't like how you're geek shake. Geek shaming. <laughs> Geek shit. Geek, geek, geek. Okay, let's. What else you got? <laughs> I have this, a, this is happening. I have a shit you can't afford. Oh, oh. yeah! All right. So, I kind of went down a little YouTube hole this weekend. Ooh, okay. I was watching some stuff on Saturday night, and it got me. So, a couple of the videos I watched because we watch one, and then it's like we suggest these things for you because they're around the same topic: luxury train travel. Oh, luxury didn't, trains. I like it. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't realize how many luxury trains exist in this world. So They're just not in America. None of them are in America. <laughs> yeah. None. Yeah. Not a one. Well, trains barely exist in America. Yeah, really. Russia really. has one. Oh, yeah. And we do. don't. Yeah. Yeah. The Siberian, Trans-Siberian Railroad, yeah, actually. And it's the oldest. With a lot of open windows. It's the oldest. Comes with an orchestra. Anyway. So <laughs> in, there are... These are all the ones that I found. Can okay. I read through? Luxury. Yes. Luxury. Embark on a vintage train adventure inspired by Wes Anderson, the director. Oh, okay. On the British Pullman, a Bellman train with exciting routes across England. There's also the cruise Train Seven Stars, which tours the island of Kyushu, Kyushu in Japan. Then there's the Venice Simplon Orient Express, which has routes all across Europe that go from London to Budapest. Scotland. You can explore the locks and castles of Scotland on the Bellman Royal Scotsman. Taste the diverse landscapes in South Africa on the Rovos Rail journey from Bling Pretoria bang. to Cape Town. What was that, Matt? Bling bang. Mm-hmm. Bling bang. Yes. Blood diamond. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Wait, taste, <laughs> taste the landscapes? You go out and lick the fields? What are you doing? Get a taste of the oh, diverse okay. landscapes. Oh, okay. Yes. I, I thought it was a gastro tour, too. So. Yeah. Some of these are, Yeah, actually. well, you know, uh, we taste everything. Another Bellman experience <laughs> is the Andean power. Explorer in Peru, which mm. prides itself in claiming it's one of the highest train routes in the world due to the elevations in Peru. That one's one of the gastro-related ones. Um, or you can really travel on one of the most, most luxurious trains, which is the Maharaj Express in India. Each train has a private butler uh, with well, a presidential on. suite. And you just jump on top of the <laughs> yeah, train. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. <laughs> the, the, the whole train is warmed by the bodies covering it, right? Yes. As it's going yeah. down the, the track. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's or some goats can, But at least there's a butler. And like, like you, open, you open the window. Hello, sir. Oh, what the fuck are you? Oh, God damn it. All right. Or you can travel to the Douro Valley, which is quickly becoming Portugal's premier culinary destination on the presidential train. Or you can try the Gone Expedition in Australia, one of Australia's premier luxury train routes, which take passengers on a four-day journey from Darwin to Adelaide. Oh, did you hear that Aussie, Matt? You need to get on that. 
Or you can journey the white north on the Canadian, yes, which offers one. services across <laughs> the country from Toronto to Vancouver. He's so proud. Or, That's a long one. when not during wartime, obviously, you could try the Trans-Siberian Express, oh, which sure, runs sure. from yeah. Moscow <laughs> to Vladivostok. It is a 15-day wow. journey. That is yeah. the longest That's one of these train one. routes. Hope you like Russian food. Yeah. Or, or how about the Eastern and Oriental Oriental Express, which makes stops in Kuala Lumpur, Bangkok, and Singapore. So I'm not sure if you heard it, Bangkok. but five of these train, these luxury trains, which are all over the world, are owned by the same company called Belmond. Okay. Fun fact, Belmond joined LVMH Moet, Hennessy, Louis Vuitton, that brand chain in April 2019. So it's like the, the mega luxury brand chain. Um, Belmond has been actually operating luxury trains since 1982. They've been a company since 1976. So they had, they've kind of been doing this for a long time. The most expensive. That's what I was going to ask you. What's yes. the one that's the most like, expensive yeah, the of all of these is one of the Bellman trains. It is the Venice Simplin Orient Express, which offers a luxury suite complete with personal bathroom. So it's a train. Okay. It has a personal bathroom with a shower, Open heated floors and a towel rack, a couch sitting area, a full queen bed, a 24 hour butler, and free champagne, like all you can drink champagne. Whoa. All like four. Anybody want to guess? Well, hold on. Before you say that, remember, uh, I watched this video with you and the, like two of the breakfasts that they had both came with caviar. Right. So the one thing about this this train. So like a lot of it. There is dress codes for all meals if you're going to eat in the public dining cars. So it's all fine dining every uh, meal. Flip-flop shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, they actually, they actually say like if you don't If have, I'm spending 30 grand on a ticket... So if you don't have act like good attire, you can eat in your room. If I'm spending <laughs> Go to your that room. kind of scratch, I don't want to look at people in shorts and flip flops. No, you see, back that, to your room, that's why I, that's why I, I want more money than you because those people no, that wear the shorts and flip flops are the ones with the big yachts. I want it to look you like pretend to be Mr. Millionaire. I want it to look like first class on the on the Titanic. That's what I want it to look like. Maddie's oh, gonna wow. wage a class war on the train. <laughs> look at all this classism. Oh. How much? Anyway, so how much is what I'm for for one night? So Let's do some guessing. Let's do some guessing. It's one a twenty. Night. It's a twenty-four hour train trip. Okay? okay, so it's like one full day, twenty-four hours. One full so you get. Rent. Um, this is a per person price. So per guess a per person. Per okay, I'm gonna guess. Uh, Actually, no, it's a bit too much. Fifteen thousand. Okay. Whoa. I'm not, let me. Like, per person. Twenty-five. Wow. 20, twenty-five from Matt. My goodness, that's a lot. It is a lot, but we're talking Louis Vuitton people here. Oh, that's true. Caviar for breakfast. Yes. Uh, caviar a lot for breakfast. of caviar. And the food looked really good. And all the Lamarca you can drink. I'll say I'll say fifteen thousand and one dollar. You're an asshole. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, an oh asshole. you're that guy. The price is wrong, bitch. Oh. How much? It is in American dollars because they list it on their website in pounds. Eight thousand four hundred eighty-six wow. wow. per oh, person for one yeah. day. One day. Wow. One day. That's crazy. The largest suite. Is situated in a fully remodeled 1920. So the rail car is actually from 1922. So the whole decor, especially in that rail car, but the whole train is Art Deco. It looks gorgeous, oh. super I it, beautiful. I thought it was a two-night journey. No, it's one. Just one night. One night. I'm one sure there was a two-night journey. They had they have a four and five-night journey, but I to price match all of these, I did a by per night one night because all of the journeys were different lengths right. so to see what the price really was like per night do they drop you off in galaxy's edge for a few hours no they do not <laughs> i was gonna say they oh, do not i was gonna say the cheapest anybody want to guess what the cheapest Ooh. was oh wait, cheapest. Uh, cheapest probably the canadian one 2200 
He's right. It's the Canadian yeah. Oh, one. in that case, $7. Yeah, really. Canadian. Seven Canadian yeah. dollars. Yeah. Three loonies. 240 bucks for a 36-hour train ride, and you get to sit in a seat. It's not a room. Hey. It's not a sleeper. It's a seat. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And they what? Pull, and Vancouver. So this Canadian. They, what do you get besides you, you, a seat? A seat. And why is that luxury? You get like better meals on the train. So because that train, the same train, has luxury sleeper cars. So you can either sit literally in individual seats on the seat train, or in a luxury suite sleep car. It's like it's kind of well. So it's a, a snowpiercer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Canadians, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Now we went on a, a train ride, just a short little train ride in Scotland. Uh, we went to the Jacobite steam the train. The Jacobite steam train, the one from Harry Potter. Well, it's kinda. the Jacobite steam train because it follows the path of the Jacobites. You know, the actual historical thing that happened. Yeah. In Scotland. Uh-huh. Yes, and they just so happen to use it in the film. Yes, and yet as they the sell Hogwarts Harry Express. Potter stuff on the train, so you know they got to connect. With yeah. the they also sell Jacobite stuff. On the I train. was going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> I know oh, we bought Jacobite. a little thing of whiskey, um, but we sat in the first class area. Was it Harry we, Potter whiskey or Jacobite whiskey? No, it was Jacobite. Yeah, whiskey. But it was whiskey. Harry Potter whiskey. We didn't know about it. Uh, ew, gross. Um, <laughs> they uh, they sat Johnny in like, Walker a, a nice looking. Uh, a we nice got, like, looking cabin with with a dinner dinner like a little tea and sandwiches box. Tea and sandwiches box, yeah. So we had like little like you know tea sandwiches, so little cut quarters of different types of sandwiches. And it was a well appointed. It looked very nice. And yes. as you go further back on the train, you see people who didn't get the first class, and it, it shows because it looks more like a because they're dressed like Matt. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. And yeah. just like a regular travel just a regular train, train and where people were like miserable and they just want to get home. But know. yeah, that was a super fun day um, in England, and it was Wasn't just for like the people a day in the trip. Back. No. Wow. People in steerage. But I will tell you. So <laughs> the first class cabin was closer to the engine. And, you know, it's an, it's an old train. Don't and they were running it. the steam engine. So they had windows down. Oh. And, like, you just got, so every once in a while, full, like, I bet Barry was steamed. Smoking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really cool. It was a really Bedman, cool experience. Bedman's the company? Um, Belmond. Belmond. Belmond, I got an I, I got an idea for you. Orient Express, LARP. So they actually the belt. So the one in England. <laughs> you look does so that. crestfallen. Does that? Someone took my idea. I know. I'm not gonna because get a cut now. That train actually, I think, has one of the original Orient Express train cars on it. <gasps> oh, does it do a murder mystery? They do a murder mystery <gasps> lunch. It's a five hour. It's a five hour lunch. You want to know how much it costs for a five hour lunch? Just curse In England, and I'm the greatest detective. I say thousand bucks US. <laughs> And Todd's like, I had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> I'm guessing a thousand bucks US. So it's a five hour lunch. It comes with a lunch and it's a murder mystery lunch per person. So 500. 700. 650. 560 per person. Wow. Yeah. No. So a little over a hundred bucks an hour. Yeah, yeah, you know, actors and the whole business and food. You know, food and, it's about what yeah, Barry right. charges to right. run D&D games. Yeah. Yeah. About that. Nah, about but 50. Yeah. yeah. I was just, you were describing the whole luxury thing, and I was just thinking, yeah. On the Bell, a, Bell and Expre- Express, yeah. Yeah. Do a... Uh, I charge 50 an hour for D&D games. I, well, yeah, okay. What? I, I didn't it's mean important. To, I didn't mean to impin upon your... Yes, I did. You think I should charge 100? No. I'll charge you 100. The, yeah. And you get to play a bard. <laughs> what, what I got from that is the train in Boulder City needs to up its game. There's a train in Boulder City. <laughs> it definitely needs to up its game. <laughs> Where does it yeah. go? 
like the outskirts of Boulder City. Yeah, it goes a couple miles and a yeah, wait like a that. minute. Is this one of those little like little engineer Fred steam trains where no. No. he's like sitting on top of the train? No, it's a train. It's a train. It's, it's a real a train. train. It just doesn't go very far. There's another train I took as a kid in Alaska, actually, which was really cool. Um, so we took the ship to Skagway and Skagway is where um, everybody used to go to when they would start to go up the golden staircase, you know, the gold rush time during in Alaska. And you had to you had to start in Skagway because it's the only way really to get to the Golden Staircase. And the Golden Staircase was the mountain pass that you had to cross to get to the really good areas that had all of the gold people were finding. Uh, that makes more sense. I thought maybe it was actually made out of gold and you're just a No. But it was very treacherous and obviously it's Alaska, so it gets very cold. Even in the summer, there's tons of snow in those some of those areas and so it just you know, but that train ride, I think it was like two or three hours, was also on an old steam train. It was really cool. Cause it's, it goes one way, then turns around and comes back the same way. Exactly. I've ridden it. It's a beautiful, beautiful yeah. ride. Yeah. The the Golden Scare, Stare, Scare Case. Yes, the Golden Scare Case. Actually, I, there you go. Another LARP. This is great. <laughs> so. What? That, just shaking my head at you <laughs> at your entire life. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. But if anybody has been on any of the trains that I just mentioned, can yeah. you please send me a message? I'd love to hear yeah, about it. Yeah, write about it, gang. I, w- I want to hear about the experiences, especially if somebody did the LARP, although I suppose nobody did, but that'd be cool. And don't forget to send the gossip letter where Matt's overly flatulent and that way he loses a few reputation points. Yes. Yeah. I will start tracking reputation for all of us. Yeah, and, 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 yep. and my letter. And I will let you all know where you stand every show. But oh, you have wow. to write it like, <laughs> in a Victorian kind for of voice. For those of us learning understand oh boy they hated that they always hate that when you learn to understand <laughs> dearest mr marshall i am perturbed by the events of the previous eve your flatulence drove everyone at the party away and like that that's okay would you believe the sounds coming from that man's bottom <laughs> that's unfathomable okay. i was aghast i'm not gonna send anyone a letter it's just gonna be out in the street for someone to find where i'm like so my dear togo did you did the ointment for that sore in your inconvenient place finally work? Yes. <laughs> I told you it was witchcraft. <laughs> I already wow. hate this game. Wow. Anything else, Deb? No. Wow, Deb. Way yeah. to hit it out of the park. That's some good stuff. My gosh. I know a few trains we got to hit. Ah, <laughs> look at yeah, yeah, look at you, Robert. Yeah. <gasps> that, that's the Firefly LARP. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you steal the train because it's science fiction. What? We can get... Thank you. <laughs> uh. It has been six months since we found out that Netflix was partnering with 2K and Take-Two Interactive to adapt the popular game franchise Bioshock into a live-action feature. According to Variety, the filmmaker behind the Hunger Games films, Francis Lawrence, has signed on to direct... While screenwriter, screenwriter Michael Green, who did Logan and Blade Runner 2049, is on board to pen the script. Uh, the Bioshock franchise includes three first-person shooter games, Bioshock, Bioshock 2, and Bioshock Infinite. The story starts out in 1960, where the city, an Ayn Rand-inspired place initially built to be a utopia free of religion and government mm-hmm. intervention, mm-hmm. has become a dystopian nightmare. Along its dis- Decaying streets are those that have gone insane from a genetically altering chemical called Adam, as well as hulking creatures known as Big Daddies who protect creepy little girls called Little Sisters. Are they going to have the, the people with bunny ears everywhere? and like the They better. Big... Are they going to have someone shooting a gun that shoots bees? 
That would be great. I want the bee gun. Wasn't that in the third one? I don't know. I don't care. I want the bee gun. <laughs> the player finds themselves in a first-person perspective of a guy named Jack, a man who finds himself in rapture after his plane crashes. Uh, the Bioshock games have sold more than 39 million copies worldwide, and no other news at this time, but at least we know the pedigree behind this movie that's been long in development in some form or another. But yes, B-Gun. B-Gun. No, that was the second one because the third one is the like the prequel. It's like the, or it takes place in the earlier time period. That, that one's a, weird, a whole different place. That, yeah. one's, that one's in the sky. In, based in Americana or, or in a sky. dream of Americana, right. if you will. Uh, but I enjoyed that one, but I, I got a feeling I'm going to touch that one. No. With this one. It's, it's all going to be rapture. It's going to be well, the un- Big Daddy's I mean, and Little You sister. get a totally different vibe from Under the Ocean to like in balloons in the sky you know what i mean yeah. it's super isolating it's dark yes it's more creepy yeah. it's yeah it's definitely more you are alone no one's coming the tone yeah. was very Boy, different i loved those video games very. loved them it's very ayn randian you're all alone <laughs> except for the creepy gun. creepy bunny people that are trying to stab you with their yes. big giant syringes these creepy <laughs> little girls and a bee gun uncanny annies Ugh. yeah yeah pretty much See, the little sisters are a perfect example of what a good uncanny Annie could be. Uh, yes, that's true. Yeah, they had a good template. They should have just gone with that. Shame, shame, shame. Yeah, I remember. I I skipped over. I didn't watch it. The porn version, Uncanny Anal. Uh, <laughs> did you skip it? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, this week we lost Charlby Dean, the South African model turned actress known for playing the assassin Cyanide across nine episodes of the CW's Black Lightning television series. She has died at the age of 32. While speaking to Interview Magazine in 2013, Dean recalled how her lifelong ambition was to always become a professional actress in uh, quoting, in South Africa, modeling was the closest thing to it. She explained, doing TV commercials was where I started. Uh, born Charlby Dean Creek in Cape Town in early February 1990, she also appeared in projects like Death Race Inferno, Spud, Blood in the Water, Elementary, Don't Sleep, and most recently, Triangle of Sadness, which took home the coveted Palme d'Or Award this year at the Cannes Film Festival. How'd she pass? Uh, to an undisclosed quick-onset disease. That's all oh they really That's horrible. divulged on it. So I just wanted to honor her here. Now, last week... We got the disappointing news that Warner Brothers canceled DC's highly anticipated series, Batman Caped Crusader. Uh, The series was being developed for HBO Max by Bruce Timm, J.J. Abrams, and Matt Reeves, and acclaimed comic book writer Ed Brubaker. Uh, Now, Batman Caped Crusader is receiving interest from a number of different streaming services. The project is currently being shopped around by Warner Brothers and (laughs) Warner Brothers Animation, uh, and Apple, Hulu, and Netflix have all, quote, intense interest in the series. Please on Apple. Please on Apple. Uh, Please the news on. comes from Hollywood Reporter, who says, quote, it's not a quality issue, but an economic and strategic issue. It's believed that the various Warner's divisions making the show and movies will make more money on the titles by selling them to other outlets than having them on Warner's own streamer, unquote. Uh, some of the other canceled projects being shopped around include Merry Little, uh, include, um, it says Merry, Merry Little Batman. Is that a real thing? It's got, maybe that's a Christmas thing. Uh, the, the Day the Earth Blew Up, a Looney Tunes movie. Uh, Bye Bye Bunny, a Looney Tunes musical. Uh, Did I Do That, The Holidays, a Steve Urkel story. Oh, God. And uh, The Amazing World of Gumball, the movie. 
the Batman show would have focused on a version of Batman who is completely alone in his journey. Uh, Reeves explained, quote, there's not the Justice League. It doesn't exist. There aren't any other superheroes. It's Batman. You're watching this lone figure swimming through the cesspool of Gotham. It's Batman alone. So, Steve Urkel. Why is there potentially a Steve Urkel anything? It's not the 90s there anymore. There were a lot of things being developed for HBO Max. And a massive amount of them, especially animation, has been canceled and completely withdrawn from the the whole service. That's uh, It's going to get to the point where it's... They're, they're, I think they're going to have just a a lack of offering. They're going to have a content problem. Yeah. Right now they think they have an over-content problem. They're going to have no content. It's kind of... I don't know. It's like... I think stars... So we have stars for specific shows, but like I've tried searching for movies or whatever on it before and they don't really have... They're all like old yeah. films that have been out for 10, 15 years. They don't... They very rarely have brand new movies on the... It's filler content. And yeah. sometimes those those services, <laughs> like, like Amazon, has some real stinkers of movies on there, like Z movies. Mm. Just horrible crap. Uh, I think one time I saw... Uh, it wasn't the Transformers. It was the Transmogrifiers oh, or one of those. All you know? of those rip-off movies is hilarious. It's not It's not Pepsi. It's President's Choice Cola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Asylum picture problem. It's a, the Asylum just yeah. pumps out bad movies at an alarming rate. And we get them all in the services to fill space because we don't have anything good. And because studios like Warner Brothers are like, hey, I got a great idea. Something has never been done before. Let's do another Batman thing. Ugh. Enough. Sorry, Steve. Although I will say, when we originally announced this show on Geek Shock, it got a fantastic response from everybody here, and for good reason. Mm. Bruce Tim, J.J. Abrams, Brubaker, yeah. these are massive names. Pedigree. Yeah. This, that, that would have been... Which is why it's surprising it that they're selling that one. Or trying is. to. Yeah. But that I guess that's just the nature of the... Is it Zaslav? Is that his name? The, the guy that's in the charge? The new guy? Oh, yeah. Last guy, yeah. Yeah. Now, if they had an animated feature with Batman versus Steve Urkel. There you go. I, I green like that. Are you sure versus or Steve Urkel? Is and Batman. Oh, oh, Why did you mention that name? I mentioned it because... I don't even know. I, I can't do that. Now. <laughs> did I do that? There you yeah. go. Did I do that? Hi, ho, neighbors. <laughs> what? <laughs> That was him, wasn't no, it? No, that was Ned that? Flanders. Yeah. Ogly, ogly, Ned Flanders is Batman. Ned Flanders is Joker. There you go. Oh, Versus Steve Urkel's Batman. Yeah. I'd watch it. God, we should be in charge of Hollywood. <laughs> I know. Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase are reuni- reuniting for huh? a movie called Zombie Town. The adaptation is drawn from the 2012 novel of the same name, written by Goosebumps author R.L. Stein. That's a kid's movie. Uh, Peter Lepinitis, who did The Nut Job, is directing, uh, working off a screenplay by Michael Samanek, who did No Strings Attached. Uh, Zombie Town tells the story of Mike, a young high schooler who is petrified of films centered around flesh-eating ghouls. His best friend and crush, Amy, however, can't get enough, particularly when it comes to the works of legendary director Lee Carver, most likely a stand-in for George Romero. Uh, his latest effort is set to premiere in their hometown, but things go horribly wrong when the cursed 35mm print turns everyone 
except the two teenagers, into real-life zombies. The duo must dodge the shambling monsters and track down Carver, the only person capable of reversing the situation. In addition to their tenure in the early days of SNL, Aykroyd and Chase are also known for their big-screen collaborations like 1985's Spies Like Us and the 1991's Nothing But Trouble. <laughs> They're no, that was a bad, bad it was so movie. bad. Mm. And I'm surprised the uh, Chevy Chase is getting work. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. After we, Community, he kind of fell off the... Because he burned a lot oh, of his, his reputation is yeah. terrible. I know. Even in the before, sub-basement. Even before then, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, uh, everyone who's ever listened to anything about SNL and, and about him, he's just a difficult person to work with, yeah. aside from the racist tirades that he does. I, I think the best way to gauge what Chevy Chase is in real life is if you watch the DVD, potentially the Blu-ray, of National Lampoon's Vacation, the original. The original, original. And there is a solo commentary track by Chevy Chase through the whole movie. Oh, really? And it is just him with just negative bullshit through the whole thing. Just... Just him forgetting that this part was here, and then yeah, that really wasn't that funny, and and just 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 <laughs> like wow, he took the word commentary to the next level as far as <laughs> what he felt about it. Like, like, I don't know what I was thinking. So it would be like oh, yeah. recording Vernon watching a movie. Wow, oh, yeah. Ver- wow. yeah. Does he listen to this show? Las Vegas' nope. own Chevy Chase Vernon. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Or <laughs> or is Chevy Chase Hollywood's Vernon? Oh, there it is. There you there go. go. There yeah. it is. So, now, I, I like Dan Aykroyd. I think he's funny. He's yeah, done some terrible movies. Oh, God, Dr. Detroit is the worst thing I think I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but he's gotten a little weird in his old age. Oh, he's always been that weird. He's just leaned more into it. it was like Ghostbusters was written as him laying out how he thinks ghosts work. Not that, not, not that, the movie it became, yeah, but that original first gonna, script. I was going to mention that is just bonkers, and that's kind of how he, because he believes in that stuff wholeheartedly to a really bizarre, weird level. Yeah, he's a little weird, but you know, fun. Decent vodka, yeah, decent vodka. Grind up some chorizo, put it in there. Yeah, don't forget the scorpion pepper. Yeah, yeah, along the rim. It's Crystal Skull. Or is it just... Or Kraken, I think, right? No, Crystal Skull Vodka. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's great because you drink the vodka and then you have this great glass of this Crystal Skull. Or you No, you or you could pour it out. A lot of, yeah. We've had a lot of bars use it as a smoker. That's, that's Crystal Skull. You used to be a great place up on uh, in, in downtown Las Vegas that used to the be there Vanguard. called the Vanguard. Yes, yes, you were there with me. Yes. And they made this this smoked man. You know who wasn't there? Kirsten, because he's only a gaming friend. That's yeah. right. <laughs> no Actually, games involved. That would have been when we were coming for visits, so everyone was invited. He's probably working. He's that too busy. Was. Because too, it would have been like I'm a busy 12. man. Yeah, I'm a busy man. I got yeah. things happening. Yeah. <laughs> you, what you can't see is his eyes rolling around in his yeah. head. I, I got some. It's Did it's I it's see. nice because it, what little I have now is daytime, and you know it, it's not going to be weekends and holidays. I was just I was so dreading and in, in getting into the weekends whole and holidays. Yeah, working Saturday and it's like the holiday bump is an extra day's pay, which everybody gets if they offer it. So the people who don't work Christmas are just like, ha ah, we're getting paid the same as you. Fuckers. 
I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I, I digressed. You know, you know what? I, it will bring up a little bitch for me. Oh. Uh, a little, 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 little irksome here. Well, you are a little bitch. Oh, you. <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. Steve irksome. Did I, do that? Did I, I was, do I was that? on Steam the other night, and I saw, Kirsten, that, that you were playing Lords of Waterdeep. Yeah. Right? I saw you. Right. And so I'm like, oh, I, I want to get online and see if I can't uh, not join his game, but maybe get into the next one or whatever, whatever he's doing. And so I, it's been a while since I played it, so I couldn't remember my login information. You need something specific to that game manufacturer. You can't just go onto Steam and do it online, which, which is, is irksome, fucking stupid. Yeah. And for this very reason, because uh, when I went on there to reset my password, because I don't remember what it is, it's, I don't give major passwords to minor game companies. When I went on there to change my password, like every red flag went up. Like uh, Windows was saying, "Don't go here; they're known for phishing." Don't, and and then Bitdefender went up, "Don't go here; don't, they're known for phishing." Wow. And then I tried to go there anyway and say, "No." Then like a second page went up, like, "No, seriously, don't, don't fucking do this." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And I'm like. I don't want to play it that bad. Yeah, <laughs> that sucks. Because I mean, I haven't tried any online stuff, so I, right. I, I haven't. But uh, but, but you know, we're talking about how you know you really haven't done. On, you've only played AI, so right. I'm like, oh, we could play your a name. Game. Popped Barry up. and I have like, played it in the yeah, past. We played it, and and so I don't we know what has happened visual. with this game company. Visual. Where if you want to log on to play their game, that they're yanking all the fucking information off of you Jesus. to such a degree that every safeguard is saying don't do it wow Ooh. so because am, amazing app but there is no reason there should be a third party i saw it folks yeah. i saw uh i saw uh, uh master hey, good torgo story. uh playing civ 5 whoop whoop master torgo playing lords of water deep and i'm like oh that's gonna whoop Whoop, Master Torgo playing civ 5 <laughs> 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 well two things one uh Ticket to Ride does the same goddamn thing. Yeah. Where you got to log on to another service and it's ridiculous. I was like, why? I got the game from Steam. Why can't I just play it through Steam? That's annoying. And two, she's playing Civ 5 again. Uh, actually, he misread that. I was playing Civ 6. Oh, God, why? I like Civ 6. See, I was, really? I was trying Better to than save five? you, Todd. No, I was trying to help like you. Oh, oh man, been having a grand old time with it. Yeah, I kind of want to get back into Civ Five. I have some neat things on there, but if, when it comes down to it, I'd rather play Civ Civ Two. All right. Wait, my mind is blown. So, so oh, you're just full of shit. What, what <laughs> logins do you use to play uh, Civ Six? Uh, the Kenny logins. Paramount Players recently <laughs> wrapped production on a psychological horror thriller titled Apartment Seven A. According to Bloody Disgusting, this film serves as a prequel film to Roman Polanski's and Mia Farrow's classic 1968 horror film, Rosemary's Baby. The film will tell the story of the woman who died outside the apartment when Rosemary moved into the apartment in the original film. In Rosemary's Baby, uh, Farrow played a pregnant young woman who becomes increasingly isolated and believes that something is terribly wrong with her child. The uh, diabolical truth is revealed after Rosemary gives birth. Apartment 7A is produced by Platinum Dunes, and they've done The Purge, the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th, and a Quiet Place director, Jan, uh, John Krasinski. Uh, Platinum Dunes was going to remake Rosemary's Baby 15 years ago, and 
this is what that turned into. According to IMDb, Amy Leeson is playing Rosemary Woodhouse, who is the title character portrayed by Mira Farrow in the original movie. Then there's Kevin McNally, who is playing the character Roman Castavet, who was originally played by Sidney Blackmer. Uh, the film also stars Julia Gardner and Diane Weist. Uh, Relics, Natalie Erica James directed the movie from a script she co-wrote with Christian White, based on a draft by Skylar James. So Rosemary's Baby is one of those forgotten gems. It's a good, good movie. Of course, modern audiences will probably see it suffering for its uh, slow burn. It was mm. from another time. Mm. Uh, but a good and very influential horror movie that has really been untouched ever since. Yes, yeah. yeah. And surprisingly, not had a reboot in all of this. Well, let's hope that if they do a reboot of it after this, which it sounds like they want to set it up, that it's not like the Psycho reboot. Did you see that? You mean the one where they remade it shot for shot? Yes. Ugh. That was... That was that was terrible. I, I couldn't remember, get through it. If I remember right, Quentin Tarantino absolutely loves that movie. Yeah, well, Quentin Tarantino's big on feet, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I got to watch Rosemary's Baby before it gets totally spoiled for me. <laughs> There's a baby. Isn't it from the 60s? Late 60s. Yeah. Late 60s? Yeah, late 60s. Right. Uh, Mia Farrow. In fact, if I remember right, it's that movie that uh, Frank Sinatra became an asshole and basically dumped her because of that movie. Yeah. John Cassavetes, yeah. one of my... One of my all-time favorite actors. But it's it's very... Uh, I, it's a movie I think you would like, Deb, because it's not one of those horror movies that's scary. It's just unsettling, leading to a very dark place, but not so much in the way of, like, jump scares or just... It's it's an easygoing horror movie. Yeah. And uh, they write lots of letters. Oh, yeah. Jeez. The, uh, oh, the in Fae Victorian Count, times? The Fae, Fae Council loves it. You know, yeah. <laughs> Oh, the cult is from Victorian times, I believe. Oh, yeah. Or, or earlier than that. Yeah. The cult is from the 80s. They're a great band. <laughs> wow. MGM is moving forward wow. with a Creed spinoff film titled Creed. Drago. With skip, script written by Robert Lawton. Good Hold lord. On. So they got they got the spinoff from uh, Rocky. Yes. To Creed. Now there's no... Okay. Wait, yeah. wait a minute. Wait a minute. So they... Creed is from like one and three, yes, right. And Drago's well, from four. Did, did we skip over Clubber Lang? Yeah, yeah, apparently so. There you go. But they will be doing a Mickey prequel. <laughs> and it sounds. Like I didn't hit no like bell, this. Rock. There you go. Mickey loves you. Catch the chicken, Rock. There you go. I think Barry would make a great Mickey. You got to do it while he's still young. He would drink. A I would great be Mickey. honored to step into the role. Of a, of a Burgess Meredith. Yeah. Oh, anything. well. Yeah, anything. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't had no bell. That's what he's going to sound like in like 30, 20 years. Anyway, so. Hey, hey Deb, where's my dad? <laughs> hey, fuck you, Matt. <laughs> well, I'll give it two months. <laughs> yeah, okay, Deb. You crit. Fine, whatever. It's dead. You happy? I, I didn't see no crit. <laughs> Yeah, I want to see you say that to Deb. Well, I've that's... said it to Deb. Oh, okay. That's why we have to sit on opposite ends of the table. <laughs> <laughs> but I need to see her dice rolled in front of me. Now, the thing is, it's not so much Burgess Meredith as it is more Gilbert Godfrey. But <laughs> Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's sad <clears throat> that Gilbert's gone because he'd have been a great just, Mickey prequel. Right? 
spirit lives on in this guy. There apparently. you go. I would be happy to to to, to take that role. <laughs> I think no one else would. <laughs> uh, no plot details have been shared, but it will focus on the Russian boxer Ivan Drago, played by Dolph Lundgren, as well as his son Victor Drago, both of whom were previously seen in Creed Two. Drago's relationship with his son and his country, Russia, will play a big part in the story. The screenwriter of the film won a nickel. Uh, nickel for a uh, fellowship in 2021. Want a nickel? Want a nickel? What a lucky boy! <laughs> I, I, Was his name Michael? Is <laughs> it shiny and new? Uh, for a spec script, he wrote become titled "Becoming Rocky," which examined the making of Sylvester Stallone's franchise. He also wrote and directed and starred in the 2006 rom-com "Sex and Sushi." Michael, what the? F- <laughs> It's good. It's falling apart. Hopefully not at the same time. <laughs> Some people are into that, Barry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan is directing and starring in Creed 3, which will be released on November 23rd. Yeah, three. Are they going to get Bridget Nielsen back for... Oh, my uh, God. Ooh, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Oh, wow. Maybe Creed 3 will have... That was like Club the height of her popularity. Uh, this says Creed 3 is being released in March. <sighs> uh, they get a push? Must be pushed. What? Oh. Mm. Big surprise. <laughs> I must break them. <laughs> you wow. must break them, huh? They're yeah, not yeah, human. Yeah, you know, I'm upset too. They're missing Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang. He was classic. Old. Yeah. Played by Mr. T. Well, if you're going to go that route, then uh, bring back uh, the Hulk. For the a... Hulk. Yeah, the Hulk. <laughs> the Hulk well, let's Hogan. not. Let's not do that. Thunderlips. <laughs> <laughs> that was his character, right? And Tommy yeah. Gunn from the fifth one. Ugh. Oh my! God. <laughs> How many Rocky movies did they do? Five, five. I, thought, I think one. I've only seen all the way through maybe the first one. They're oh, the, generally about boxing. Yeah, the, the first one. <laughs> you don't say. The first one is it, it, A lot of people yeah. forget is actually a fantastic movie, and it's it's not just about fighting and boxing, but it's actually a great character examination. Oh, you saw yeah. Rocky three all the way. Come on. Oh, God. Then the rest is about the, the brain damage that he gets from boxing. <laughs> the rest were about the brain damage. <laughs> Ironically, and this, um, my, my dad was a boxing trainer and trained, uh, Frank Stallone, his brother. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I I, I, I don't know. I, that's a wonderful. <laughs> that is actually a great almost Andy. It really is. It's a. <laughs> he trains Stallone. Frank, Frank Stallone. Stallone. <laughs> the other one. The one that sings. Well, that story's far from over. <laughs> but what I think is even better is you don't like sports and you're very proud of the fact that your dad was a boxer trainer. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> he used to beat up people hey, all the time. Hey, you just haven't found the right sport. Boxing is the sweet science. Competitive eating, I says, sport. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. And soon bocce. Slow and you can drink. Starring <laughs> soon in Crocky One. Crocky One. Crocky. Crocky, Crocky. The darker side of Stan Lee is getting its own cinematic universe. Oh. <laughs> With Timur Back... <laughs> if you're playing at home, kids, Boy. either drink an entire fifth of whiskey or do 20 push-ups. Yeah, really. Beckman-Batov. 
What? Oh. Beckmanbatov. Beckmanbatov. Timor, like, Timor Beckmanbatov. Uh, this is the guy who did Wanted and Abraham Lincoln. We're going to get Lincoln. letters. <laughs> oh, my God. Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> More push-ups, people. Uh, the new cinematic universe is based on the unexploited horror works of Stan Lee. There were horror works? There were, yeah, what? Unexploited? The first two films as part of the deal will be Carnival of Killers and Sawbones. Quote, some fans may not know this in this room, but Stan Lee <laughs> wrote several horror comic book series in the 1940s and 50s of course, yeah. before superhero comics became big in the 1960s. Gil Champion, uh, POW Entertainment's president, explained in a statement, continuing, Stan relished revisiting the genre a few years ago when he wrote these stories, unquote. Uh, Carnival of Killers is set amidst the Dust Bowl storms of, that ravaged the American Great Plains in the 1930s. It centers around a young girl with psychic abilities who senses that the traveling carnival she and her mother sought refuge in is a ground zero for looming alien invasion. And Sawbones follows a frail 12-year-old Alex Coven who reads a mysterious comic book and is transported into the comic's terrifying world, a haunted juvenile detention center overrun by demonic forces led by Sawbones, a homicidal entity who preys upon the troubled inmates. Why does it gotta why do they gotta be sucked in from a comic? Why can't you just go to juvie? Because it's Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Has Alex, write something Barry can relate to, Stan. Has Alex gone insane, <laughs> or is this nightmarish world his new reality? Uh, Starry Eyes and Pet Cemetery filmmakers Kevin Kulish and Dennis Widmer are on board to write Carnival of Killers, while Matt Greenberg, who did 1408 and Pet Cemetery, will write Sawbones. Stan Lee's POW Entertainment will produce the movies. Not everything the man did is gold. No, no. especially later on. Why was this not in news you don't give a shit about? That is a great question. I can't answer that, really. <laughs> yeah, Deb. Yeah. That is, uh, that is uh, beyond and, and, a beyond me. And Rugrats. Hey, turned us around on that one. I know. <laughs> I'm going to DM's Guild as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> I think I might have seven bucks in credit. <laughs> $7.99. Oh, shit. Oh, I may have to shell out a buck. Uh, you're going to have to sell some plasma, sir. <sighs> Selling plasma. I forgot about that. <laughs> There you go. Real, really? Another income stream. It's about $900 a month. <laughs> really? Wait, really? Yeah. Well, because plasma, it you have to sit there longer and they take more than yes. just blood. Just you can sell blood. $900 worth of it a month? Up, up to $900. That's it what takes the, you that's while what to, the commercial says. Anyway. This isn't a yeah. bad idea. It takes you a while to get there. I did read that. Yeah. It's oh. like, because they're not going to start 900 a month the first month. <laughs> Apparently, your body has to be like, oh, I need more plasma. <laughs> yeah, I need to and make more. Holy it shit. Starts, it, it gets acclimated to making more and stuff. So you become a plasma cow, basically. Uh, I, you know, I got a car payment. Daybreak. Man, and I got, a, I, got a, I got a student loan payment coming due. Yeah, I'm not, really? Not, that it's not, wasn't... It's that not was, 900, but it's... Brandon didn't wipe that out? He, he uh, makes over the... Oh. No, he doesn't. No, I don't. No, he doesn't. No. <laughs> It's not that much. I don't. I don't owe that much, but it's enough. It wiped it in like half. Yeah, uh, that's not insignificant. No, no but we still have all of mine. And so I only have to give a, like a little bit of plasma. Can I ask? Um, Let's go, Brandon. No, no, no. Oh. Here's my I. Um, to satisfy, I actually pissed someone off on Facebook too when I said Imagine this. Imagine that. I know, but I was just like, hey, how about this? A solution to the student uh, loan thing. 
uh, we don't wipe out the debt. We just make the loan subject to vacating by bankruptcy. This way, people who can't pay can actually get it cleared, and the assholes can be happy because they have the stain of bankruptcy on their record. Everybody wins. And this one conservative just popped in and was like, pathetic. <laughs> it was really funny. That's a, I want no more explanation about why you don't like it versus pathetic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because, mm. because the talking head on a certain channel says that's right, totally. Like it. yeah, and, and and it's really funny how the the conversations changed around. Because once they started explaining how these loans are set up, they're even more usurious and criminal. Yes. Than 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 you even fucking thought. And now it's just like, well, that's their fault for signing on for a loan with bad terms. You should have known what you were signing on with. Nah. And it's like, guys, this was these were government loans. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> to eighteen-year-olds. So, yeah. I, 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 also, yeah. to be honest, I don't know what the ner- what the term usurious means. Oh, usury is is uh, loaning at at interest. Generally, it means at interest, but it's usually the connotation is it's it's criminal interest, ah. like the, like the compounded loans where people are talking about ten years and they owe more now than the original loan. Yeah. It's just like and 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 it's like you Someone put a quarter in Kirsten. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Someone put a quarter in Kirsten. Yeah. It's just like it's and, and these conservative or well, well whomever's who don't like this, it's like, aren't you ashamed? Aren't you appalled that this was done? Why in the hell are you supporting this or keeping it going? Because it's owning the libs. Oh my god. It's just like I oh, am, because the more I learn about it, I had a student loan. I got it paid off early, thank God. Actually, actually, my student loan predates all this nonsense. But still, it was just like, I'm appalled and ashamed. And it's like something that should be totally, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, did I mention I'm working up. the elections in October? <laughs> oh, you're going to be fun. Oh, boy. In October and November? Uh, early. I'm working the early voting and leading up into the main main event. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, boy. Um, my bank account's looking forward to it. That's about the best I can say right now. <laughs> I'm looking forward to not seeing signs everywhere on my drive. Yes. Yeah. Well, now you have another option, plasma. I do. I think I'm going to call Russell and tell him I'm out. Do it. I, I discovered something new. Instead of Instead of the... Nearly 4000 I will make in uh, two and a half weeks of elections. I'm going to go for 900 a month in plasma <laughs> starting now. During my college days, I gave plasma all the time. That was a big chunk of my income. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's how, yeah. that's how I bought comics. Well, basically. it's really... I, I, some of the guys I gamed with years ago, they, these were younger guys. That, that's... Uh, that's how they got their movie tickets. They didn't take cash. I don't know if it was plasma oh. or if they were giving blood, blood, mm-hmm. but whatever it is, they got movie tickets. No, oh. and and that, so just as good as money. Yeah, <laughs> you could do so much yeah. with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, dude, get a gift I, card to Chili's. Dude, I got, I've got, I've got. <laughs> Which, if you use it all, renders you unable to give. Blood. Yeah, really, you, you get nullified. Uh, I've got sensitive veins. I can't. Uh, What's well, great? It, it takes a while, but you can sit there and read. Do you get paid to read? Uh, wow! This twice tonight I've been sold on something. Yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> we should give our blood and no, do uh, baby like, larp. <laughs> baby, 
baby LARP that, while we're that, giving blood. That will help you get over the hump of 99 cents that you maybe desperately we could do, need. Maybe we could do both at the same time. We'll get those blood people to come in, get take our blood yeah. while we're, we're sitting there in, in, in diapers throwing poop. <laughs> this sounds awful. Two and birds, one stone. I don't have enough time for a lot of things in my life. Put the two together, we're there good. There you go. Sounds like a lot of birds and not enough stones. <laughs> T-shirt. <laughs> oh boy, I like that actually. Oh, look, Deb's Deb's writing. writing it down. Deb's scribbling. A lot How am I gonna birds. find art for that? Not enough not stones. Enough stones. <laughs> not nearly enough oh, stones. Not nearly enough stones. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds better. A little more. Hmm. <laughs> like, the, see, an editor is very important. Too many, <laughs> too many babies, not enough diapers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, too many characters, not enough sex moves. <laughs> oh. <laughs> too many cursings, not enough middle fingers. There's the shirt. Wow. Wow. Just pathetic. <laughs> Dude, I went through the that. accent, right? Dude, I went through that whole fucking thread, and I looked for that woman, and every single comment she made, I laughing-faced emojied it, because she was just a rep- Impulsively angry, nasty person. And I just blammo, 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 blam. I mean, I can understand you're a little upset, but at the same time, folks, this is a fucking crisis. How can you sit there and say we need millions of people crushed financially? Well, you, you, you clearly owned her on social I media. I did. She's crying somewhere right That's now. That's right. She didn't message me back, so obviously... I won. You're, you're a winner. You want a little trophy? <laughs> Jimmy! <laughs> Wait, what? Jimmy, my brain out of my head. <laughs> that's... Are you that's leading the into way... a new story, or are you just <laughs> saying that? I'm saying it now. Okay. I can get a crowbar. <laughs> the Walking Dead and Creepshow's Greg Nicotero and his Monster Agency Productions are teaming up with producer Jimmy Miller to make a film about the making of director George Romero's 1968 classic Night of the Living Dead. The original film was made on a $15,000 budget and it launched the zombie genre as we know it. The filmmakers have been working directly with Romero's widow, Suzanne uh, Desrochers Romero, dash, they are currently working, uh, looking for a writer to take on the project. As for the tone and style of the film, the plan is to make it an Ed Wood-style movie. He explained, I, I think the Ed Wood movie, not Ed Wood's movie. Oh, like a, like a tongue-in-cheek <laughs> type of thing? Or? Yeah, where, where it shows the making of the movie versus so an it'll be Ed fun. Wood movie. Okay. Well, yeah. okay. He explained, what I want to do is an Ed Wood-style movie that shows the heart and character of this guy with, mm. the mag- with the backdrop of this magnificent seven version of a bunch who had no fucking idea of what they were doing getting together to make Night of the Living Dead, unquote. Uh, Nicotero will create scenes from the original film and shoot them in black and white, but the rest of the movie will be in color, and that explains that, quote, you have to be able to see things like how they melted chocolate to serve as the blood, unquote. And it's then explained how Romero ended up being screwed over in the end due to a mistake that was made. Uh, I never heard this before, but Nicotero explained what went down, saying, quote, Here was the rub. They changed the title at the last minute. Originally, the movie was called Night of the Flesh Eaters. And at the last moment, they changed the title to Night of the Living Dead, which they inadvertently left off the copyright. 
Only after Night of the Living Dead was released did they realize it wasn't copyrighted. And that's why there are so many versions out there where that are available on DVD and everywhere else. They went to court with the Walter Reed organizations, which left the copyright off. Uh, so George's first foray into the film world was rife with copyright lawsuits, which they lost them all. I believe that had it been copyrighted, George's career would have gone in a completely different direction, but he was a slave to a clerical error that cost him millions and millions of dollars, unquote. And I mm. think that's one of the things that's going to make this movie so interesting is, one, making that movie is an interesting Ed Wood-style very, yeah, very, thing to watch. very interested in the And same. then when they release it and fuck themselves over by not dotting this small I, they... Uh, it, uh, that just makes an interesting arc across the board. And, I, and a a story that could have been told ages ago, but it's about time we got it. I wonder what would happen, what would have happened if he did get the copyright and how that would have influenced other zombie films. Uh, hard to tell. I mean, he got the copyright, all the, all the ones going forward, Day of the Dead, uh, Dawn of the Dead, all that. That's all copyrighted. That They, they didn't, never made this mistake twice. Oh, well, uh, so I think it, the inspiration would have still been there. I think there would have been other yeah. zombie-style movies. Oh, sure. Uh, but this is the one that kicked it all off. And But on the other hand, it's also why it's longevity mm. is around so long. Because it had no copyright, Well, film houses could yeah, show it at it was, midnight movies. It was everywhere. Infinitum, it was it everywhere. may have TV, helped him. TV shows. Uh, uh, anybody could show this because there's nothing to stop them. Yeah, that's... It, if I wonder if Nicotero saying that he missed out on millions is doing that that kind of, I think, the false premise of if we had gotten money for all those things, we'd be, you know, bajillionaires. And it's like, well, if mm. there was money involved, they probably not all of them would yeah. have happened. So it's sort of like, you know? Right. On the flip side, Night of the Flesh Eaters, that's available, folks. <laughs> Grab is that it, copyright. Is it? I maybe not anymore. I mean, uh, probably not. Well, after this podcast. In fact, that according to this, that is still copyrighted. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Right. So he should make that film. That is ironic. And uh, I don't know. I don't know the specifics. He should make that film? <clears throat> I, wonder, I wonder if, uh, if uh, Aaron Esquire could uh, comment on uh, the nature of copyright. Because it's obvious, right? It's obvious what 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 they were, what they should have copywritten, right? Right. It's obvious. You just the, the movie's there. So to sit there and look at the title, like eh, you fucked up. What is what's the nuance? What are the details in there that actually led to them getting fucked over? As opposed to a copyright office going, well, you guys are stupid, but. And and maybe maybe that's bureaucracy. Maybe that's the thing. We can't make the precedent of blah blah blah. But I wonder if there's a little more to it than that. Regardless, I'm very interested in this movie. The making of this movie, I think, will be a fascinating movie. No matter how they approach it, frankly. Although, uh, from what it sounds like, it's not quite the Tim Burton. Although sure. I loved Ed Wood anyway. But anyway, I don't sure. know. I'm still talking. Again. Why don't you tell me to shut up? <laughs> no, no, I like what you're saying. Okay. No, I agree with it. Hey. Uh, not you, Barry. Not you, Matt. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Deb yeah. and Todd. That's it. <laughs> hey, Kirsten. Good story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It actually was. <laughs> For a while. <laughs> 
What's your million dollar mistake? Write to us. Comments at geekshockpodcast.com. <laughs> million? <laughs> Boy. That's wow. our $10 mistake. Yeah. <laughs> 99 cent. And I want to thank our footlong chili dog tier two members, John B., Mike M., Mama Ninja Scoop, Heidi Johnson, David Hydebreyer, Scoop Bucky, Aaron Esquire, and Minty Scoop. And of course, our Fireball Whiskey tier four members, King Vault, Deb T., David Ferrara, Atomic Gumby, uh, Buck Fest and Haggis, tier five members, Leon Mint, Jeff Harris, Jake Godbold, Aussie Matt, Mad Martron, and Glumly. And once again, King Vault with a one-off. Yeah. Every week. Uh, every, King every Vault. Week. That's good. You know, we have to get the pay, uh, the payments from him because eventually... Well, wow, that's getting Russian now. Yeah. Because eventually, <laughs> little child will grow up and then he have no money to give to us. She. She. No, 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 no. He, King Vault. King Vault is a she? No, no he had a she. A little child. I know he had a she. Right, and you said the little... Anyway. No, no, the child will grow up and he, King Vault, will not have the... Oh. It. Just say freaking it. Covers everything. <laughs> they. It. They. they. It. They. It. It. They. It. <laughs> they. It covers everyone. And a special thank you to our theme song creator, Sam Heffernan. You can find his music at SWH Music on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Twitch. And our red light, green light theme writer, Justin, a.k.a. Froyog Softserve. You can find his music at theplaguephysicians.bandcamp.com. And, of course, to you, dear listener, mm. for joining us. Yes. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. Commander Human Sausage. <laughs> I ain't believe mad. Baby LARPing Vlark. <laughs> and up. And we'll talk to you ne- next week. Wait, in wow, the- really? Neat. <laughs> Push-ups. <laughs> and of course, please join us at Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con, September 16th through the 18th at Booth 510. Yes. Lots of glorious prizes and we fun to be, be had. Yes. You can make fun of Kirsten directly. Yes, you can make fun of Barry while he isn't there. Or I can follow you around with a bell saying shame oh, just the whole time. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. The, it's the Geek Shock home game. Yeah, but outdoors. Or out of doors. That's what we need. We need a board game made. The Geek Shock home game. Yes. Danny <gasps> Kirsten. We need a popomatic thing. Yes, definitely. What definitely a popomatic thing. What would it say? I don't know, but it'd be like a wheel. You get something random. You know, Wait a minute, a wheel? Popomatic or wheel? Yeah. Both. Both. Wheel. Ooh, both. There you uh, go. How, how would it, it be both? It. And somehow we'd incorporate the stuff from Mousetrap in it, too. Uh, yeah. There well, you go. There's really the complicated. Oh, well, there's, dude, there's, the Geek Shot game has to have some Rube Goldberg shit oh, going yeah. on. And, and there would also be a collectible card game yes. thing as well. A little bit get, of like, trivia. Boosters. And tri- oh, boosters. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Kirsten angers Matt. Matt shouts, scares the mouse. The mouse runs on the wheel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Also, deck building. I'm just putting more and more into yeah. this just to see where that's the thing. When I you like finally say no. Well, yeah. I mean, I said no a long time ago, but <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking about the game. The game. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. 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 No, that's the thing I like about uh, Lords of Waterdeep is the whole like buildings and because uh, it's funny you're all vying against each other, but there is a bit of a collaborative aspect to it. Like right. When, Grab this much gold and give someone else a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of agent placement. Yeah. Uh, Dune Imperium has agent placement, mm-hmm. but it also has a tinge of deck building. Also yeah. known as worker placement. Sure. That, agent oh, dude. Worker, whatever. Dude, geek shock. We got to have some podcaster placement. What? What does that mean? That, that's, it's agent placement. It's the board game. <laughs>
The board Geek Shock board game. We have as, as a, as a oh, worker so placement to, mechanic. So you get to play as one of us. Yes. Right? Okay. And yeah. each of us would have a special power. Uh-oh. You know? Okay. Oh, God. All right. What is, no. what is our board go. game powers? What is our board game powers? Uh, you named it. We got to do it. What is it? We're well, doing that would that all now? be dependent on the board game, right? I mean, I don't know what the powers would be and how it would affect. Yours would be to stink something up. I don't know. <laughs> No, yeah, no. We each have a power, which is why you would pick that character. It's My kind of like power DC. would steal one of the resources yes. of one yes. of the other characters. Yes. It's, it's obvious. The fuck the other people over. Jeff's power. power would be flip the table. <laughs> Jeff's reset. Power. Reset. Reset. The reset. Game. reset. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeff's power. He extends the turn. Matt's power is he loses a turn. <laughs> there we go. Oh, what's Kirsten's power? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Huh? Kirsten's I don't know. power is interrupting the game for a 15-minute political rant. There you go. Oh, yeah. Or a plus one to intelligence because he just always talks about super. And- wow. Way to butter him up, Wow. wow. Yeah, there's 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 a, an interaction between the, the Deb and Kirsten characters that mutually support each other. So that's, yep. the, that's so, a sex so, move? The- no. No. no this, <laughs> is, this is total. Jesus. <laughs> Man, he went there. Oh, oh, he went there. No, we. Oh, it's like the 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 Mrs. Maple Leaf because I've got the non-aggression pact with her in all oh, the yes. games. It's bullshit. Yeah. yeah, he hates that. But we never go after each other in board games. Well, it's just smart. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, what the fuck are you saying? That you go after everybody, everybody, you bastard. Yeah. That's an equal opportunity lender. <laughs> you always know where Togo Torgo stands in playing board games. Always yeah, against you. Yeah, <laughs> really against everybody. That fucking pit game where he's all quiet. <laughs> What? Legendary, <laughs> legendary. That still kills every Barry. single one card of every single resource plus the bear <laughs> and the bull. So everyone's yelling and yelling, and we just notice he's he's being quiet, laughing, laughing, <laughs> laughing. No one can it possibly win laughing. the round. Well, Why is he laughing? Dick, just go on forever. Dick. Dick. It is one of my greatest achievements. <laughs> It's pretty good. <laughs> it is. It's yes. like getting three Suicide Squads in the DC uh, deck builder. And Never getting to play them all at once. Kirsten has Suicide Squad. Kirsten has Suicide Squad. Oh, God. Man. Even when we're not playing DC deck builder, <laughs> Matt will say that. Wow. Yeah. Just we'll like, also say, oh, Torgo's a Cylon. Yeah. <laughs> well, Torgo is a Cylon. Always a Cylon. I can't much, believe yeah. it. I still can't believe it when we played that game and it was revealed and he's a Cylon. I'm yeah. like, Jesus Christ. And then we did the fucking... Uh, Roman Empire LARP, the murder mystery, the murder mystery. Yes. He and he was. <laughs> he's the guy. And, that, and we didn't even plan that. We uh, did not plan that at all because we didn't know. Just lucky. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>